first time ever. Hear you loud and clearly. Uh, and it was going place. That stuff's great. But the game is not a roguelike. Boomer shooter. <laughs> Bang. Hello, this is John St. John, and you're listening to KWEP In The Keep, bringing you all the hits from the finest in the world of gaming and entertainment. Now sit back and relax as the drowned god Cathala lulls your mind with the tastiest talk in town. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. Vince, Steve, welcome to the show. I am Tyler. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. This is definitely the first time we've ever interacted. Dude. What's been going on since the last time that we spoke? Shit, man. Mostly just working and working with Dread. Yeah, I like that those are two that separate is... things. That's Yeah. <laughs> I just fucking work now. I don't do anything else. I know. It's like I, I don't separate my time into work and not work. I separate it into where or for whom I am working. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even my hobbies at this point are still some form of work. So it's like I'm either working for someone for money or I'm working for free in hopes that eventually I can make money off of what I'm working on. That's it. It's a it's been an interesting journey just to kind of watch you interact with this whole Dread XP thing, because this was like very accidental. And it just kind of happened the way it happened, which is cool. But like, what all are you doing there now? Like how uh, that you can even talk about, I assume. The main thing at this point is, uh, I basically edit the, um, real professional podcast every Friday, except for right now. Cause it's on a hiatus while holidays and shit are going on. But anyway, uh, mostly real professional. And then if they need like video work, I'm there just in case whatever pops up. You know, yeah, I'm still pretty making games now. The real professional game. <laughs> I, was like, I had my eyeballs on that for a long time. Like I wanted this, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm glad you got it. I, I don't think I could handle it. Even it seems like a lot more work than what I would have anticipated. I literally just fell into it. That's what's wild about it. Is I just happened to be around and Jans was like, yo, I need somebody to edit this real fast. And I was like, fuck it. I got it. And I sent it in. And as with everything I do, I assumed that that would be the last time I ever did it. <laughs> And then it kept <laughs> happening. And I was like, so is this what I do now? And they're like, sure. <laughs> like yeah, fucking sweet. All right. Formal. <laughs> Let's call up some wedding doves to make this a real deal. Like, eh. it is interesting though. Like how you just kind of find your way. It, I think everyone does to some extent, but yeah, you, you definitely just, I think what Ted was like, Hey, you know anybody who could do a trailer? Was that for realms deep time frame? Like, is that, was it that long? Yeah. Time? Yeah, so like yeah, it at was, that, uh, from that point, deep. yeah. Which which trailer did you make for that? It was the um, Spookware one, right? Spookware. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. Yeah, I really wanted to do. Uh, shit, what's that game called? Uh, fuck. 
Dread Delusion, but uh, yeah. Damn, took the words right out of your mouth. Dread Delusion is probably yeah, a little bit above my pay grade, I think, unfortunately, but that's all right. That's a very fun, but also like super surreal game. <laughs> like it, it's eerily straightforward. Like I expect everything to be all like slightly to the left, and it's not so far. But it's it's really cool. Yeah, Very interesting graphic. Nuts. What did he make before that? It was like in one of the collections that was really cool. Um, oh shit, I can't remember now. Is the one with all the you bugs me and that. stuff? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't remember the name. Damn it! See, <laughs> lovely hell place. Know. Yes, lovely hell place. I can't remember the name of that game though. Yeah. I'm- it was essentially like the bones of what uh, shatter. Yeah, Shatter. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, it's called that, Shatter. That shit slapped. Like as soon as I finished that collection, I was like, Shatter needs to be made into a full on game. And then I was kind of disappointed as the name started rolling out for you know. But then I, if you look a little deeper, you see who they're working with. And then when I saw that, oh yeah, okay, so maybe this Dread Delusion game will be similar to Shatter, and it's basically just like it. I mean, with some obvious story overhauls, but like Shatter was essentially a prototype for what I've seen in the demo of this game. Yeah. All those haunted PS one guys are nuts. And I can't even remember if I believe, I believe lovely hell places on a haunted PS one. But when I say haunted PS one, I basically just mean like, I shouldn't say that cause it's a specific thing. But when I say that, I mean like the, the people who are making like horror games and that kind of thing in the PS one aesthetic, like it's nuts to see what they've done with that. Yeah, it's like I mean, combustion is very, very PS one, very like kind of Metal Gear Solid visually, and I don't know. It's a, it, it's it's so strange how we're just repeating the past over again. It seems like last year we were making games that looked like you know, <laughs> uh, like nineteen mid nineteen nineties computer games, and then the obvious transition is like okay, it's nineteen ninety eight now. PS one, let's go. And we're gonna do that for like what a year, maybe two, <laughs> before we switch. What, what's next in line? Like the GameCube generation? <laughs> yeah, it'll be like Dreamcast, GameCube, shit like that. Yeah, it's because we're all salty old fucks now, bro. Like people, like including me. I mean, the channel I started with to take all this shit off is a. Uh, firmly rooted in the idea of like nostalgia. So we're all salty old fucks hiding in our house from a virus that is eventually going to hit all of us, at least in some way. And then everyone's like, remember when I was happy, like 98. So I'm just going to do that. I was three years old in 98. I, if I wasn't happy, there was something really wrong. <laughs> like, Shit, I was like nine. Needed my fucking pull up changed or something. What? Yeah, man, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good old days. When you the just, good old days of not having worries. You just tell someone you're thirsty and they give you something to drink like every time. It's crazy. Yeah, you say it now. They're like, get out there and work for it, you prick. And you're like, all right. Nah, my I guess I'll go get 40 like, hours oh, closer to death this week. <laughs> yes. That's like uh, four, let's see, 40 hours close to death. So that's what, five days of continuous drinking probably <laughs> you know if you're doing like eight hour session a day you know we, we're we're not 
we're not working overtime, you know, but shit, I do. I wish <laughs> I didn't. That'd be great. I was generalizing on the 40 hours. It's probably more like 50 for most most people, I would assume. Yeah, how like how many hours does the average person really actually dedicate to their, you know, their 9 to 5 or whatever? So if it's, you know, you work for 40 hours, right? You get like what a 15 minute and a 30 minute break if you're lucky. You know, maybe two 15 minute breaks. Yep. And then if you commute, I mean, that's a whole different ballgame. If you commute, let's go super low ball, 30 minutes. It's an extra hour every week or every day. And that, <laughs> so and that five extra hours money. a week. So we're already up to about 44 hours, right? And then, yep. And then just how, how many hours do you spend just exhausted that you otherwise wouldn't have if you didn't have to go suffer at the day job? <laughs> like, right, exactly. That, you come home you know, that, and you're fucked up from being at the day job. Yeah, that 30 minute shower beer didn't manifest itself, you know. And then, so that's another, yeah, we're up to 45 now, roughly. And, and then you still got to fucking sleep. Oh, yeah, I hadn't even considered that part. Yeah. Like, that's the worst. Like, I got to go dedicate for bills and shit, most of which I didn't even ask for. I had to go dedicate 40 plus hours of my life and then I still got to sleep to do it again. So I'm wasting all that time. Well, not wasting because, you know, you'll die, but it feels like a waste. There's like there's other shit I could be doing. That's why you've been getting on to me for years about not sleeping. Well, it's it's a fucking it's hard to sleep. Like, I don't know why it's so difficult to sleep. I, I've talked to doctors about this and apparently apparently there's an entire majority of people out there who remain anonymous who just like lay down at the end of the day when they're tired and like just go to sleep. And then they wake up the next morning feeling refreshed. I don't know who these fucking pod people are. I feel like you got to put on the Roddy Piper sunglasses from they live to see who they are. Uh, just, just laying down and just like a machine, just shutting off at night. Who are these people? Cause that's what I've been told is healthy or, or is just no one healthy. I mean, definitely no one's healthy, but Coming from a kitchen, I don't know anyone who does that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a foreign concept to me. Just eight, eight hours of sleep every night, you know, like in Fargo, uh, season two with the sheriff and his wife. They just every night, same time, they lay down together. Good night, Mrs. Moore. Good night, Mister. And then they just go to sleep, and then they wake up the next day. I'm like this motherfucker's a sheriff, yeah, no. or actually, he's a state trooper, probably. So, like, he's probably seen all kinds of fucked up shit, and he was in the war, in the navy. In Japan, so like, I'm not buying it. I'm not, buy- I'm not buying this guy just going to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's fake, right there. <laughs> like, nah, there's no way. Who, who was the? Yeah, five hours at best. What was the TV show where, like, at the end of every episode, the whole family would say goodnight to each other in sequence, ending in John Boy? I don't know. I'm not the TV guy. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure someone knows it. It's like a really popular show. Is it like the, let's see. Good night. Some, some fucking boomer shouting at the, his iPhone right now. Yeah. Let's yeah, like, see here. If you didn't have Netflix to binge everything, you would know it. Kids with your stranger things. Which I also haven't seen. 
The Waltons is the name of that shit. Oh yeah, I never saw that shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. My my mom watched a lot of like TV Land, you know, a lot of a lot of old black and white television. Yeah. So I think I got exposed to. I mean, you saw like Andy Griffith and all that stuff, right? Oh, of course, I'm from the South, bro. Mm. Of course, you're from like, the South. We grew yeah. up in that shit. Yeah, it's like after it's like Beaver Cleaver for the South. After school until news comes on, it's like a four hour Andy Griffith block every day. Like that's just how TV works in the South on on network television for those of us who still have that. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I'm trying to remember where I was. I was somewhere that where they had uh, direct TV, and I was like, "Let me see what Nick at Night looks like now," because I used to watch that shit back in the day. You know, they got mm. Fresh Prince on Nick at Night now. You know how long they've had Fresh Prince on Nick at Night? Like, that's how old you are, bro. <laughs> it, it, like, Fresh Prince is barely notable. It's been on there since I was like <laughs> in school. Still, you're crazy. Yeah, but, I remember watching that shit when it was new. Yeah. Every time I um, am at someone's house who has cable, I'm just blown away. I'm like, wow. By the fact they have cable, I agree. By by the fact that it's like, man, we used to just, this is what we had. And before that, you know, people, like we were just talking about just watching Opie and Anthony, (laughs) or Opie and Andy on fucking network TV. But shit I, I spent like four hours the other day trying to teach my grandma how to connect her tablet to her mobile hotspot so she could just like watch 1883 or whatever show on paramount plus and i was just thinking like man we really take shit for granted <laughs> this is way too difficult yeah <laughs> i guess we traded off simplicity for convenience yeah you're right but now like yeah. i feel like it's fucked me up Cause now I'm like I have so many options and I just end up not taking any of them. There's like, eh, I just, uh, I'll just go do something I've done before. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I want to say I don't spend a lot of time watching TV, but basically, like, you know, when I'm done with the day, I put on Star Trek and then I watch it until I fall asleep, and that might be fifteen to thirty minutes, or it could be you know four hours, but it really just depends on the day. Maybe that's why I can't. Yeah, I don't watch any TV, but like when I when I watch YouTube videos and shit, sometimes I still do that. It's all the same old bullshit I've always watched a million times. It's kind of the same people. Yeah, like YouTube's a different. Unless they're dead. Shout out Total Biscuit. (laughs) When I when I sit down with someone else who's got like their Xbox and they're controlling their YouTube channel. And then they start like just they finish a video and then they start scrolling through the recommended channels. I like I never do that ever, and I never have, so I don't know why. I always just kind of look up what I mean to watch. Right. But then it got me like that's when it hit me like oh the algorithm do be getting people. All right, well, I was wrong. And then you just end yeah, up that's why SEO is important. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. SEO is such a foreign beast to me. Every time I write an article on inthekeep.com, it's a crapshoot, bro. I'm just I'm just slinging words into the abyss. If if I even do it. It's because it doesn't make any sense. I know. That's the problem with it, SEO. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I think that It's like you the, need to be unique but also not. And like, okay, well I can either be unique or not. You pick one. Every time that I try to like pay attention to 
fucking SEO tags and shit like that, I always end up getting like a really popular episode that clearly I did not do that for. Like uh, the, I think the most popular one on Captivate right now, at least recently, has been the Hakita, the two different Hakita appearances. Because people were looking up Ultra Kill when that update came out, like that's all it is. I didn't like right. put, I didn't have to SEO Ultra Kill. It's in the damn title of the article. Like, I, there's no, there's no reason for me to work extra hard for that. And yet, all the ones that I do put in the extra effort, I'm just like, oh well, that was a crapshoot, and usually never amounts to anything significant, or at least I don't see the results. Right. Yeah, I, the 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 whole SEO concept is it it makes no sense on a fundamental level. It's like you want you want enough tags that are you know highly searched, but not so many of them because there's 15 million people who have already gotten exactly that. Except maybe in your case, you probably got on Hakita real early before anyone else, most likely. But you know, you're doing a video on like. Brutal Doom, for instance, and fucking everyone's already done that. So well, like how on, do you SEO that? On YouTube, all of in the keeps like highest charting shit are like Warfort old Warfort tournaments because people Google Warfort tournament and they it's literally the only thing on the internet. <laughs> like we are the only game in town, which is a horrible situation to be in, but also reflects really well on the right? yeah, YouTube. Then. But, yeah, good for you. Less uh, less for Warfort. I I don't know, man. I I try to maintain like some degree of faith. Like I don't necessarily think any game is like the next big game, and it definitely Warfork is not by any stretch of the imagination. But I I'm pretty convinced that where there's a community, there's a there's an economy to a certain extent. Like not like anybody's yeah. going to make their living off Warfork, but I think there's a, a sustainable way to like keep that rolling and pro- probably uh, make a lot of people. <laughs> like come out better on the on the other end for having done it sort of like the quake pro league or like uh even before that with the community quake champion stuff but i don't know it's a it's a crapshoot arena fps is actually worse than a crapshoot it's like shooting a crapshoot up a up a slope <laughs> <laughs> and just waiting it's like it's like trying to revive the brain dead i wish yeah. i liked uh I wish I could get into arena FPS now. Like I just, that was such a, an, a bygone year for me whenever I played like competitive hardcore shit like that. I wish I could get into it. Cause Warfork is a great game. I just, it's just not my thing anymore. Like I like watching it more than I like playing it. That one, uh, fork Friday I jumped into whenever I was getting my ass beat constantly. Like I just watched everyone else do all the crazy shit. Like that, well, I am a fat kid, but I'm like that fat kid in the basketball game who's just there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you stand over there. I'm like, sweet. I'm going to watch that guy dunk. Yeah. Yeah, Warforce is a good game. Someone should play that shit. More people. Arena FPS in general is just a hard sell. It's like you got to basically talk someone into becoming a masochist. And just most people aren't. Yeah. <laughs> Like most people but like, no, hear to... me out. Stap- it's like, no, hear me out. Stapling your nuts to a desk is fucking great. But you got to get good at stapling your nuts to a desk first. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. why, why would I though? Apply the correct te- technique. Speaking of stapling your nuts to a dresser, uh, 
Jackass <laughs> Forever is coming out soon. I'm going to check that shit out for sure. <laughs> I yeah, can't one wait. of them. I can't remember who. I can't remember which of the Jackass guys, but one of them is going to be fighting fucking... Uh, shit. I just drew a blank on his name. I just got off work. I don't know if you can tell. The number one ranked heavyweight in the fucking UFC. That Cameroonian guy. He's nuts. In the movie? Yes. Oh. I yeah, just read good. that shit. Uh, where is that dude? Francis Ngannou. He's oh, this God. Cameroonian yeah. fucking yeah. kickboxer. Oh, okay, you know. Yeah, th- that guy's going to die. Like, that guy's going to die on camera. Remember? Th- and I can't probably, remember which one. The WWF back in the day had made this decision to, like, have a bunch of their dudes, like, compete in an MMA like shoot fight tournament like as part of the WWF program yeah the brawl for all yeah with Vince Russo at the helm right so and they just all get absolutely fucking murdered but the the winner I forgot his name he didn't really amount to anything you know this didn't help his career by any stretch of the imagination but had to fight Butterbean at Wrestlemania it just got fucking demolished dude like it was the worst thing so they basically just put like eight dudes out of a job for a stupid stunt that no one cared about Yep. Vince Russo <laughs> for you. Man. I love watching Dark Side of the Ring just because I love watching Bruce Pritchard roast Vince Russo. And not because I have I don't personally have anything against Vince Russo. And I don't necessarily say I wouldn't say that I stand with Bruce Pritchard by any fucking stretch of the imagination, but watching that shit, holy crap. Or him and uh uh Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is like the worst. Like he will just yeah. he, he said he was gonna yeah, like go piss on Vince Russo's grief. Yeah, it's in his will that uh, yeah. his no, it's his will says that his wife is out of it if uh, she doesn't personally take him on his deathbed to Vince Russo's grave to piss on it. Supposedly, he's like lost weight and shit so he can outlive him, which <laughs> I want to be true. I think it's just like some funny shit he says, but I hope that's true because like that kind of spite to push forward is just that's inspiring for me. I uh. I think that's unhealthy, but it's, it's still entertaining. fucking extremely unhealthy. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Imagine just carrying around that much fucking spite with you your whole life, man. Just where it's like an all-consuming thing. Like I, I reckon Jim Cornette wakes up in the morning and pours his fucking you know low cholesterol honey nut Cheerios with fucking two percent milk in his bowl, and then he just starts thinking about different ways he's gonna fuck up Vince Russo. Like that's that's what he does every day. He and then he does some wrestling. Goes to sleep dreaming stuff. of. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to sleep dreaming of beating his head in with a bat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His wife walks in on him, you know, in the bathroom, and he's just in there like, "Oh fuck, Vince!" Oh, uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> not you. She's like Vince. choking him with a belt. Vince Russo, not Vince uh, Steele. Just over so one. Choking him with a belt. He's like, "Call me Vince Russo." <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we're we're gonna hear from him after that. I hope so, dude. That nothing. How would make dare money. you? <laughs> and then he's gonna add. Yeah, Vince and I'm a fan to of his that. list of people. It's everyone named Vince. Vince McMahon, Vince Steele, Vince Russo. All y'all motherfuckers are going down, as far as he's concerned. What's funny is I'm a super fan of his podcast. I listen to that shit 
constantly every time he puts an episode out. I don't even watch fucking wrestling anymore. I just like hearing that guy yell. Yeah, just just hearing him get angry is plenty of entertainment. I I don't yeah, know. It, I fuck with that. <laughs> Who do you reckon? Like in gaming, is that sour? Like that bitter? Walking around because there's a few of them. Hmm. That's a good question. Because I was going to say, I don't carry this kind of spite, but I can think of some people that some people might have spite for, but I can't name drop them on here now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I feel you. No. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I asked the question, I was like, we're both about to get in trouble. Like, We probably should just shut up. <laughs> yeah, I won't get in trouble. You might. I'm good. I'm going to shut up about that too, just in case you need to cut some shit out. Oh, no, it's cool. So, Let's see, in gaming, that's a good question. Like, people like to try to put it up, but I don't think, like, Romero and Carmack were ever that bitter. I think they just kind of, like, drifted apart. So, I, you know, that's not like a... I don't see those two throwing shit at each other. But... Nah. Damn, I can't mention that one either. <laughs> There's, Damn there's, you tie in your corporate ties. I don't have. I don't have any. But say I can. I can. I yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, nah, this. Well, we had a couple is, of people at Realms Deep that didn't seem to want to coexist, but we'll leave that off here. Oh, well, you know, life happens. People. I, I try to just keep it fucking <laughs> positive. You know, I'm trying to be positive vibes for everybody all the time. That's and you know that's not me too. So that's definitely hard. That's a lot of effort. I'm, I'm Mr. Sunshine, but yeah, well, people would start. I don't, I, mean, you I don't get, are. you're like, uh, you kind of a hate breed kind of motherfucker where you're like, I'm positive and mad about it. <laughs> That's how I, I feel too. You know, I just, I try to make shit work. It's like, it's for me, especially with something like realms deep, I just want the damn mission to get accomplished. And like, Usually, yeah. the safest way to do that is to just be very uh, Aikido about it. Like, very, you know, pass the guard, just let shit flow around you instead of actually trying to combat it. And everything usually works out. But I don't know. There's no sense in forcing two people who don't want to get along to get along. Like, just say, eh, y'all either get along or one of y'all's got to leave or both, and preferably both. You're going to be that bitter about it. But uh, like, that's kind of how I feel too. Yeah, it's like just oh, do you want to fight? No, all right, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like what Red Foreman just from that seventy shit. Where he's like, if you're not mad enough yeah, to bare yeah. knuckle box about it, you're not even mad in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. I'm like, especially you know, I work in a kitchen, so there's conflicts and shit. I'll say that. I'll be like, you want to go in the fucking cooler? Oh, you don't? All right, then neither of you are that mad. Shut the fuck up. Like, if you don't absolutely... get your jaw broken, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just like, we can live through this. We could definitely get past this. Rather than have someone have to get, like, absolutely <laughs> shit kicked to prove a point. And you probably don't even prove the point in the end. No, nah, because then somebody's just going to be mad they got their ass kicked. So like, yeah, yeah. No, you got hit, bro. It's fine. You're done. And they they come back with their homies. (laughs) 
<laughs> you have a shootout in the cooler. That sounds like a good video game. Yeah, right I would now. just leave at that day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised that doesn't exist. Like some weird doom mud. Oh, I mean, there's lots of kitchen area. I mean, like look at especially in the build engine, like Blood or uh, like Shadow Warrior. There's some there's some kitchen scenes that are pretty rad. Yeah, but I'm talking about like specifically like. Like, do you remember that shitty fucking Doom mod? Uh, what was it called? It was like a Columbine one. It was like supposed to be like a meme one. I'm surprised there's not one of those for Kitchen Life. You know? Happy's Humble Burger Farm, but just get rid of all that, the mean animal shit, and you sh- it's just you and that, that fat coworker guy who doesn't do anything, just, just going to blows every My day. My God. Dude. Come on. <laughs> I gotta play that game. Like I haven't played that game yet, but I remember playing the uh, the beta, and yeah. that shit was so accurate. Like not, you know, obviously you don't get fucking attacked by cows and shit, but everything from like the manager phone that only works one way to like just the anxiety of having shit mount up on you and you're alone. Like that is, <clears throat> you can definitely tell those guys who've worked in kitchens for real. So, so if you've ever worked in a kitchen, anyone listening to this, go buy that fucking game because you will you will feel seen, or you'll feel like PTSD and want to shut it off immediately. One of those two. Yeah, it's, but if you work in a kitchen and you fold that easy, then you probably should be in a kitchen. Damn. Sorry. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's a it's fucking solid, man. That's the thing is, so like, how? What's the last time you like sat down and just? let yourself play a game because I bet it wasn't all that recent. <laughs> uh, it's been so before Christmas. Yeah. I've been. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's been before Christmas. It's probably before Thanksgiving. Now that I think about it because uh, the kitchen got hit with a bout of COVID that somehow I tap danced through and never got. And it was, we lost half our fucking crew and it was me and a couple other people. And it was like, well, time to hold it down. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird because I think the more everybody's vision of like what what is it like to work in you know for a video game company and like they it's like you tell someone you work in the Air Force and they're like oh what kind of plane did you fly it's the same thing they think you just play video games all day long and it's like fuck I wish I had time. Um, Granted, I, d- I do like actually set aside some time. Like over the past couple of weeks, I have I put like twenty four hours into the Hunter Call of the Wild, which, by the way, that game is crazy. It's a, uh, it's way too good. I can't believe it took me since because it came out in like twenty seventeen, maybe even earlier than that, and I'm just now playing it. <laughs> but I also been playing uh, Alkaline. I don't know if you saw that. It's a map pack for Quake. No. Oh, dude. It's pretty rad. Like, uh, it's Greenwood, I think, was kind of the proprietor of the project, but there's a lot of great mappers free, uh, that are on there. And then the soundtrack is by Alex with a K. So it's banging. Like, even Amorpher was like, damn, this shit slaps, bro. <laughs> Not that Amorpher would ever say anything bad about anybody, but if he's, if he's pointing his finger and saying, like, this shit is good and it's music and it's on Quake and it's Amorpher, like, it, it has to be fucking dope right right yeah i didn't even know that dude play games that weren't doom 64 i'll be honest uh apparently he sometimes plays quake also 
Oh shit! All right. Yeah. I can't imagine loving anything, much less a game, but anything at all as much as he likes Doom sixty four. <laughs> right. Yeah. My wife, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Yo, she listened to this. I'm gonna get in so much trouble for saying that. No, I'm just leave it in though. It'd be funny. No, babe, you don't understand how much this guy likes Doom sixty four. It's creepy. Like that's yeah, right. Yeah. Like, hold on. Let me play you some of his music real fast. All right. No, I'm saying that to my wife. You you know I'm more for his music. I uh, can easily just edit that and slap more for his music in there just to be funny. Or I could be even funnier and be lazy about it and not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a minute of silence. Yeah, well, or a minute of just the sound of fucking hell (laughs) opening up and then, okay, we're back. Yeah, that was a good track. (laughs) I don't know how that would sound. Wow, Amorpher, that was a great track. Wow, what a great audience. Like, Yeah, no, Amorpher's dope, though. Yeah. I like playing that shit super loud when I'm closing on, like, a Bluetooth speaker, and then it just makes everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I like doing Oh, when I was working on the, the operations floor with lots of people around, and I just, like... Because, you know, it, it, that kind of music or if you can even call it music, that kind of ambient noise <laughs> doesn't exactly just hit where someone's like, what is that immediately? It's like after a couple, you know, like four or five minutes, someone's like, what is that sound? Is there something burning, you know? And then, <laughs> and then it just gets worse. Well, yeah, your fucking soul, bitch. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I, I expel you. <laughs> Leave now. King Payman will now inhabit your body. <laughs> One of the eight sons of the devil rises from hell to consume your soul now. We have seen the star in the west and have come to aid thee. Sorry. It's a Morpher's band camp. (laughs) Yes, it's a Morpher's band camp. Wouldn't that be crazy if a Morpher was like actually the devil? Oh, dude, I just like him even more. I mean, like, I fucking knew it. There's no way you're this much of a fucking like weird ambient noise genius and also a scientist that doesn't I mean, make it, any sense it seems like yeah it seems like the devil like kind of would be a likable guy like he'd be someone that just everyone's like yeah he's cool I mean, like you know they don't think too much about it but really he's just slowly you know, playing this subliminal message music that's meant to turn you into a fucking killer zombie is that what dave oshery's entire like production catalog is because everyone loves dave ah uh, uh i don't know i don't think dave osher would make a very good devil but that's exactly why it'd be a perfect devil that whole like quip about the greatest trick the devil ever proved was or pulled was making people think he doesn't exist like you wouldn't expect <laughs> dave osher to be satan uh, he just walks in with a giant trumpet one day 
And he's just like, start sounding off fucking rings. And you're like, why are you doing that? And he's like, "Ah, I got six more. I just feel like they're far more effective. How many games that dude made yet? Oshery? How many games has he made? (laughs) Because if you count just like games that are in production in New Blood, it's like twice as many games. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, that doesn't work. Because we're only needing seven trumpets. I also refuse to believe that the devil helped to produce Kung Fury, you know, so I feel like that can only be <laughs> God. <laughs> Let's see. Only that. Yeah. Okay, Shit, maybe see. Ted's Satan. I don't know. Uh, Ted's a likable guy. He's a little too likable. Ah. Uh. I just can't see Oshri being uh being the devil. Let's see. Of course there's, you know, everything that's currently in production at New Blood, so Faith, Gloomwood, Ultra Kill, and then, you know, Dusk and a Medieval are on there. And then before that, he had uh Rot twenty thirteen and he wrote for well, he wrote for Kotaku, so I mean he might be the devil. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, I'm just playing. And PC gamer. I know he may he's probably produced a lot of games that are not even coming up in my mind. Unfortunate Spaceman is on that list. Fallen Aces is upcoming. I don't know. I want to know how much he sleeps. Zero. Yeah. Absolutely. He none. seems to consume about as much caffeine as me, but he's also like he's got like two big production jobs. And he's got like a girl with a kid now, and he's always like posting the perfect family man pictures on Twitter. For, I think like, all he's the best feels, and he's I also he's going got, to the gym. And he's got. I was gonna say he's got time to post like these amazing pictures of fucking New Zealand beaches and shit. Maybe he's not Satan. Maybe he's just like a fucking robot. I think he's got a. Like, like, you know those old school, like, clear energy drink mini fridges? I think he's got one in his living room. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of lifestyle I'm imagining here. Just pounding fucking monster citrus java nonsense all day long. How else could you maintain that energy level? Nothing legal. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Nothing legal. <laughs> Nothing nothing you can buy easily. Well, that I'd push back on. It really depends on where you at. Easy. Yeah, ease I like how the uh, the fucking I like how the fucking uh Alabama hood came out. Depends on where you at. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's true. Like uh the, the joke used to be like in this trailer park, man, one house if one method lab blows up, it's a domino effect up the street, like that kind of thing. Just boom, 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 all night long. You think it was a car beating down? Shake it till you bake it, baby. Nah. No, it's a, I don't know. It's really hard to say how bad that shit is because I don't know. I, I avoid anything that even remotely looks like fucking uh, bathtub crank. <laughs> <laughs> no off yellow crystals for you, huh? No, sir. <laughs> Not in my fucking... It looks like a kidney stone. Yeah. They're like, wait, I'm supposed to chop this up? What's this fucking grease shit coming out of it? I might be revealing too much about myself now. 
Yeah, I think you are. Don't do like drugs, that. kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> bad, bad vent steel. I don't do drugs anymore. That was that was my old life. My wife domesticated me and made me a responsible citizen now. Does she potty train you too? Uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but that's the next project. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of you like just wearing pull-ups all day long. <laughs> <laughs> She's got fucking pampers on. Oh, dude. That's what it is. She has a diaper. <laughs> like <laughs> Baby vents every, every Friday night. It's baby vents. <laughs> Oh shit! Fucking aggressive sous chef by day, baby by night. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, you know, there's some politicians out there that would give a lot of money to be Vince Steele if that's the truth. You get your fucking rattle. You get your waddle. Waddle and a binky. So what's like coming up game wise? That's that's something that you think you'll you'll take the time to set aside for. Fucking faith three, faith three is that is like yeah. Like I might I've always clown people who like. Hold on one second, my dog's barking. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I was gonna sing a little song, but <laughs> I've uh, I've always clowned those people. They would like take a week off of work so they could play a new game, but I might take a couple days for that one. Even though but, you're only gonna need like one, most likely. But you know, I'm a little salty because the last game that I was just like set, yeah, I was like, I've, I'm taking off work, bro. This <laughs> game <doing> eternal. <laughs> and I feel like I, I wasted a day of paid leave, basically. Hell Shout yeah, out. you did. Shout out to my set. What up, bridge burner? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, fuck that game. Ah, uh, you know, whatever. No, I'm I'm here with the business today. We can kick this hornet's <laughs> nest again. I don't fucking care. I beat that shit on UV. It didn't even take me that long. So that whole argument of like, you just don't like it because you're bad at it is bullshit. That game wasn't that hard once you figured it the fuck out. Nah, I, I feel you. And I don't know. I mean, I think it's definitely a a difficult game by like normal people standards, but that's not my complaint. And my complaint was never that it was too difficult or what I, I, that's not something right. I do is cry because I got, you know, got, got, that's just something that it's part of life. It's part of <laughs> you lose sometimes. No, that's right? just, that's just the defense for people who like don't want to contend with the possibility that someone else could have a different opinion. It's They're not that, like, I just trash at it. It's like, I'm nah, never running I'm not anybody. Actually- who's like legitimately a shithead or like where you're just dumb or whatever. Like they usually have a point in that, you know, it's doom and I like doom. And then I'm always like, yeah, but doom is like an intellectual property. Like you, I feel what I said the other day (laughs) was like, you could, uh, you could probably slap like reskin Barbie's, um, cruise ship mystery and put doom assets in it. And then some doom player people, not all of them, but some of them, would be like, it's fucking Doom, bro. It's awesome. Like, they wouldn't even think right. about it. Now, I'm not, not accusing Doom Eternal of being that bad, but... No, like, it's a great game for a while, and then, in my opinion, my only problem that I had with it, because, like, from the beginning, 
until right after the Marauder fight. I was like, this is the greatest fucking game I've ever played. And then it felt like right after that, they were like, shit, we have no more tricks. Yeah, we better finish uh, all this right, game, QTEs. Guys. Yeah, that was... And then the fucking last boss, I was like, why is this in here? Yeah. This is... That was the part... Like, it wasn't even that the game was bad. It was that it, it fucking jerked me off to the point of me being like, oh my god. And then it was just like, I'm done touching you now. You're done. You go sit in your corner. I'm like, okay. Oh, sweet. Now I gotta fight two Marauders. Okay. Congratulations. So, After that, I was like, eh. So what would, that, like, what would be worth taking off word for? Maybe Elden Ring? I don't know. Maybe. Is that... uh? The same people who made Dark Souls working with what's his name? Yeah, George R. R. Martin. Uh, George R. Yeah, Martin. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that game's been in like kind of development hell for a long time. But what do I know? You know. Yeah, I don't know. I saw. I've seen some things about it where I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't like the idea of it going open world. But at the same time, like the dude who made who basically created that franchise, uh, Miyazaki, he hasn't like disappointed me yet. So I mean, did you ever get through Dark Souls or did you just say fuck it? Uh, I, I made a lot of progress. I, I have not beat it yet. Though. I needed a break. It's it's one of those things where you kind of have to just like stay in it, because if you take a couple of days off and come back to it, it can be very jarring. You know, yeah. and then so like. If I'd go too long without playing, and then it, it would be really hard to come back to. I will potentially beat Dark Souls one day. I got nothing wrong. Like I had no complaints about it, other than it was just like very time consuming and takes up a lot of energy. Oh hell yeah! Because it's so addictive to yeah, fall into that the- cycle of like one more run, run one more run, one more run, one more run, and then before you know it, it's yep. just like it's a whole day gone, bro. It's days gone by. Yep. Yeah, that's what uh, all the cute shit posters on the internet don't say when they're putting, like, get good. They forget to, you know, mention, be like, by the way, getting good takes a while. Uh, Yeah. Probably a good hundred hours for your first run if you're not used to that kind of game. Actually, probably probably more if you are used to that kind of game because on the surface it feels like a hack and slash. But if you go in and you just start spamming the the attack button, you're going to get fucked up early. (laughs) By everything. That is true. That shit goes hard. For real, for real. Um, Okay, so... uh, Elden Ring... I'm not taking off work for Elden Ring, for sure. But I feel like there's some other cool shit to look forward to this year. Yeah, there's a few. I guess. I haven't really paid attention, to be honest. Because, like... We're still in the uh, the COVID landscape, so I just assume yeah. basically everything's going to get bumped. I don't know. I think it's like smaller Everything companies, everything's going to come out faster, and then bigger games, everything's going to come out slower. Like That's just kind of how it's going to go. People who are just working yeah. remotely from home, just pushing out their indie game shit, like, yeah, that's, that's booming right now. There's nothing wrong in that world. Yeah, especially after, like, like I'm just, I'm not, I'm probably not going to play AAA. I'm not going to say ever again, but it's going to be rare. Because, like, the last game I put, like, my faith into was Resident Evil whatever 8. And I was like, eh, okay. 
I don't know. A lot of people really. I guess it's cool really until it. It's not a bad game. It's just I don't know. I've never been like the Resident Evil guy, so I guess I had different expectations. Yeah, really, like it turned into fucking Far Cry with vampires. And I was like, all right, I'm good. As a rule, I just kind of like wait and see on big games like that. Like, I'll, I'm definitely gonna play Resident Evil Eight at some point, but I haven't yet. So, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, have you played Arthurian Legends yet? Yeah, yeah, That's came a out in October. Game. It's kind of wild that it's been like since October, but yeah, that game slapped. Um. Yeah, especially because he was quiet for like a good year. People were like, "Yo, is yeah, this abandoned?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was out one day, and I was like, "The fuck? When this happened?" Well, you and me were both like, "Yeah, but I guess they just it's not happening now." And then it boom, then I was coming out next week, y'all. Like, whoa, this guy's crazy. Beyond Sunset, that game is going to be awesome. I don't know if it's going. I think that's like twenty twenty three time frame though. Beyond Sunset, I don't know that one. It's it's a Doom Engine game, but it's like really advanced, and I I think that it might end up being in like a. So you know how this is pure speculation here, but you know how they had like a trench broom to UE four sort of process for Wrath and Raven yeah. and all that. I think Beyond Sunset may be looking to do something like that. Doom to Unity. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty rad if they did, but it's a very complicated game for the Doom Engine. But it, I would essentially compare it to like something somewhere between, uh, like Sprawl and System Shock. It's very cool looking. Sort of, yeah, sort of Cyberpunk. Um. There was, I mean, there were so many demos this past kind of like fall that it's like, who knows yeah, which right. of these are actually, yeah, like I don't know which of these are going to come out this year really, but. Uh, yeah, what's up with Postal Brain Damage? I, I wouldn't take work off for that, but I'd definitely buy it and play the fuck out of it. Um, as far as I know, it's still rolling. I mean, I hard. I'm not like getting, you know, I'm not like waiting on my weekly update from Voitech to let me know every little bit of progress they do on it. But yeah, I mean, it's as far as I know, it's still chugging along. Uh, Scumhead's new game, yeah, Dark Sanadon. That's coming out. Oh shit. I still got to play the uh, Metroidvania they just put out. Yeah. Dark Sanadon comes out February 2nd. That uh, I I don't. Ex- I don't imagine I'll take off work because I don't feel like I'll need a whole day to beat it. But I'll definitely play it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That eventually is insane. Delta Rune's going to come out one day. I'll play that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the uh, the last part of that to even start it because I'm going to get mad if I get through like part two and then it's just done. Yeah. And I have to wait. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, Fight Night. It's been out since November 30th. I really need to take the time to like play that. I've been following that game forever. I can't believe I didn't just like go all in on release day, but I haven't yet because I'm a loser. Fight Night is dope. Hey man, you got big shit going on. That's what's bad. Fight is Night? it like the EA game? No, 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 no. Fight K N I G H T. Fight Night. Oh. You know what I'm like, talking about. The, it's like a first-person puncher. Yeah, now I do. Yeah. Dungeon crawler kind of yeah. game. It's dope. It's really good. 
Really good shit. Yeah, that looks fucking dope. Old uh, Hypnospace Outlaw dude. What's it? What was his name? He's coming out with something soon. I don't remember his name. Let's find I out. I think his company's called like Jay Tholen. Yeah, Jay Tholen. I know he's working on something. I forgot what it was called, dude. And now I feel like a bit of a jackass for forgetting. Dude, there's um, so many games. You can't possibly keep up like that. I mean, yeah, I'm getting... It's not like I'm getting old. It's like I've just... I've gotten to Dunbar's number or some shit where it's like... I used to be able to just recall every single fucking person in, in their game that's ever been on the podcast, and now I'm just like, I don't know. Who? Yeah, oh, it's impossible. Guy. There's so much good indie shit coming out now because everyone's yeah. like, you know what? Fuck AAA. Like, uh, Choo Choo Charles is supposed to come out sometime this year, I think. Unless it got bumped to next year, but either way, that game's going to be fucking dope. So, Postal Brain Damage is still displaying a release date of May 2022. So, I mean, they've got to be close, right? Or they're nowhere near. <laughs> And then uh, Project Absentia is coming out in the springtime, too. Hell yeah. I'm going to play that for sure. I was trying to all catch the people that we know bit. who are doing shit in like, yeah, all the people who are doing shit like in the Doom engine that we know, I'm playing all that shit. I'm buying all that shit. Yeah. Sight unseen, I'm going to buy it. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Scorn is finally like getting some more attention, too. I think that's. They're still making scorn. That's the news. When it's coming out, nobody fucking knows. But after like what feels like two years of radio silence, it seems like that's still going to happen. Are you familiar with that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that fucking gonna, HR Giger, yeah. like Alien 1 kind of vibe stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to play that. I Even if it's a disaster, just to be in that world, <laughs> like it sounds like fun. Um, Shit, it might be a fun disaster, too. Mm-hmm. You never fucking know. Let's see. Scald is still on the horizon. I really liked the the early... It was like a demo, but it was basically a prequel. basically Like like an episode one, almost. And then... Did you play Skullstone? Or did you even see Skullstone? Like the, nah. the dungeon crawler? But Yeah. I thought it was like... Maybe I just don't get it because I usually like dungeon crawler kind of stuff, but I thought that was Hyper Strange's sort of weakest showing. Hopefully, they come around with it, like and, and prove me wrong and just completely impress me. Um. Oh, Sucker for Love is like today, right? Like real soon. Yeah, I think Today's it's next week. Now it just got pushed week? somewhere. Damn. Yeah, I think dude. so. Sucker for love first date though that yeah that shit's gonna fucking slap <laughs> man I that that's one where Ted did exactly the right thing like as soon as I saw that in the collection I was like they would be stupid not to just go full Monty with this idea yeah it's the twentieth that's coming out I felt 20th. that way about a few games and like that was one of them where it's like the only if you don't it's you're leaving money on the table basically. <laughs> Yeah, did you see the uh did you see the trailer for Mortuary Assistant? Uh-uh. Yeah, that one just got announced on the 14th. Mortuary Assistant. And then of course, and I'm 
I'm taking credit for this one because ever since I played it in the uh, first Dread collection, I've been spamming Torpal Duke like periodically. But also, a full hand of Doom's going to come out. Darkstone Digital. What else have they made? Oh, I have no idea. I just know that game looks fucking dope. Our Secret Below. Looks like Unity. Or no, is this Unreal? Looks good. Looks clean. Looks fresh. Modern. Very not Dread X-like. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Shots fired. I, I mean, like, wh- who am I to talk? Making <laughs> Valkyrie and Callus Regnar. I'm, I'm definitely not ragging on anybody's retro graphics, bro. It's actually kind of funny because, like, every time since I've been home, that like, my family or like you know my, my little cousins, like, so uh, what do you do now? I'm like, well, I, uh, I'm making video games, and they're like, oh, sick. Can you get me Xbox codes? And I'm like, nah, <laughs> like, <I> can't. <laughs> sure no can't, way. bud. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I wish. Just kidding. Fuck you. No. My my little brother Dallas is like hardcore. Like he he's basically like every time I see him, he's like, help me buy help me buy computer parts, man. I gotta buy some computer parts. And he's like the ultimate redneck. I'm like, why don't you fucking sell these like rusted out <laughs> Volkswagen Beetles in the front yard and then you could get a graphics card dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I remember my dad having a rusted out Volkswagen Beetle, oh, and then he my turned it into has, a fucking dune buggy. He has three of them. He's eighteen. He's got three Volkswagens just like rotting in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's so redneck. It's it's like not even it's not even fair. Uh, sometimes I miss the south. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. it has its charms. They're few and far between, but it has it. The air here is way better than Arizona, man. I can like breathe. My skin is like, you know, not leather anymore. And uh, I don't have to drink 45 gallons of water every day. So <laughs> net, net gain for me. Like you could have. I thought you were hitting a bong for a second. I was like, damn. <laughs> no, that was water. That was me just drinking yeah. water, bro. I mean, bongs have water too, but I put together you were drinking it. I thought you were taking a risk for a second. I was like, damn. Damn, that would be a baller ass move, right? Right. You just start be like some, bongs on fucking. John, John of the Shred shit. <laughs> just. Yeah. Need to do another one of those just specifically so you can both rip. So we really wanted to. <laughs> like amp that up like like because red eyes had taken he literally went through that video and like clipped every part where john was like hitting his pipe and we thought it was hilarious and i think john thought it was hilarious but apparently everybody else over at scythe dev and humble and all that shit was like cut that shit out bro (laughs) like no more which is really yeah they were not you know yeah that's lame as fuck i think because happy's had some like it's kind of sad but you know happy's has some appeal to kids. It's not like a, you know, fucking infomature game. So, and it's got cartoon ish characters and stuff. So I feel like they're just trying to keep it safe, you know, marketing wise. Oh, and then, you know, yeah. The last thing, you know, your mom wants to see is like an interview with the guy who, not that this isn't true of every great game ever, but you know, you look up the guy who made a game that you're going to buy for your kid and it's just some fucking, it's John of the shred. Like, 
just blasting out fucking dreadlocked out fucking alpha and he's just ripping pipes the whole time oh my god like is is he not like the coolest looking person he just looks like freedom to me he's like yeah him rob zombie kid rock like all on a fishing boat together i I could totally see it yeah and then when you dig into the fucking storyline of like Happy's humble. Part of it is like, no, nah, I can see this, and the other part is like, drugs definitely played into the writing of this shit. <laughs> like, why I don't not? Know. What's the what's wrong? It's like the Bill Hicks skit, dude. It's like, oh, you don't like drugs? Cool, burn all your fucking albums, dude. Bill Hicks had that joke about how when they when the president gets elected, they take him to a dark room full of all the like corporate leaders, and then they show him an angle of the Kennedy assassination no one's ever seen before, and that's it. They're just like, all right. So this is what you're going to do. And then that's it. that's it. That's how they brief the president. Bill Hicks was amazing, dude. Hell yeah, he was. I don't know if you heard the Maybe episode. the greatest of all time. It's like a couple months ago, I had Chris Heist, the comedian on the podcast, and we spent a long time talking about Bill Hicks because that dude was just like special. He was kind of like Hendrix where he like wasn't, you know, he was struggling in America and then he went to England and suddenly he's a superstar. And he could only say a lot of the shit he was going to say about America, you know, not in the borders of this country. Mm. Yeah, Rip Bill Hicks, man. Stanley Kubrick, too. Because of the moon landing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, no, Full Metal the Jacket, I think. Landing. Full Metal Jacket ruined his uh, his status in America for sure. Like the the Marine Corps was not happy about that movie, from what I understand. I mean, who would be? Obviously, but yeah, hey, what a great movie though. How many people you think like watch Full Metal Jacket, and then that's what makes them want to join the Marines? Because that's exactly the kind of people they're looking for, right? I would hope so, considering <laughs> the details of the job. Like, I mean, you can no. you can make ethical judgments all you want, but for that particular job in that particular place, like, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's like to be in combat or even in the military, but sometimes shit got to be done that most people are not going to be able to do or agree with, I guess. Right. I guess look, that would look, be the uh, position. Now let's flip the script. How many people who potentially might have joined the Marine Corps did not join it specifically because of that movie? I'm going to be honest with you. Probably not that many either way. Damn. Because okay. uh, as, I'm, right. as I'm growing older, I am uh, very skeptical of the impact that media actually has on, of like, as far as extrapolation of concepts goes. I am very skeptical about uh, how much people actually take out of that. I feel you. Okay. Different perspective. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Was it? I think think people are definitely like influenced by the media, like a lot. (laughs) Oh, for sure. But I'm talking about as far as like, I know the first time that I saw sumo wrestling on TV, I got in my fucking tidy whities three pillows on the ground, and I had my brother like, "I'm about to beat that ass." Like, I I know how <laughs> like the TV can fuck up a little boy's mind for sure. 
It, it's, oh, for it's sure. Definitely but that's, a, yeah. that's not a conceptual understanding. That's just mimicry. Like if you put, I think it was, I believe it was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Where uh, it got it went like viral for a day on Twitter because there was like this giant thread of the political binary that fucking rules Twitter like every fascist regime. Anyway, they were talking <laughs> about that book and somebody was like, somebody was saying that there was nothing political in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or something that can taken as political. And it was like, uh, Ooh, Oh no, man. it was about uh, how the monsters monsters, not actually sympathetic or whatever. And it was like, no, it was literally sympathetic. That was, that was the point. And I feel like there's a lot of that in everything. Like as far as conceptual understanding goes, I don't actually know how much of that shit registers. I think it's very surface. I could just be bitter though. Nah, man. Like Frankenstein was the OG like science fiction. It was all just. I don't. I don't know. I'd really like to. I wish I could just go back and interview Mary Shelley. Be like, what were you thinking? But like, I, I feel like there's a lot of undertone there. It's not just as simple as as the words on the paper by any stretch of the imagination. Especially considering like the time in which that book came out. Like, what an odd time. Shit. Yeah, that like, was a that was a radical novel for the day. I, it's, it's like this thing radical. that got created that didn't ask to exist. I mean, true, but it's like this thing that didn't ask to exist. You know, like a lot of us, and all it can do is accidentally hurt people as like a function of its existence. Yeah, and all it wants to do is fucking hang out with this little girl, which you know now is really weird to think about that part. But it's not like the the Frankenstein's monster was like a sexual being. It was just like a like a Prometheus or some shit. No, this one thing's nice to it outside of its cage, and then it accidentally kills it. Everyone flips the fuck out. <laughs> like, there's a lot of thematic digging you can do there. And then there's you know like fu- fucking Stein's monster or whatever. Like, <laughs> people have definitely taken it that way too. Hell yeah, they have. <laughs> fucking porn satire. <laughs> what the fuck the, the monster has to take his blue pills every day to stay calm <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like that's how you know you've won in life is when you start seeing like porn art of whatever you've made like I uh, mean when uh, Osric started getting like heart, like really lewd shit of uh, his character <laughs> I was just like hey man you made it <laughs> That's that's marketing right there it, it unfortunately it is so that's it, that's what jason was saying about cultic he's like as soon as i see the first cultic related porn i'll know we're on a, you know we're on good tracks here but yeah you're fucking out of here yeah god what's that shit gonna look like well zombie cultic? porn that already exists i'm sure cultic porn uh no the fucking cult, yeah <laughs> the lewd cultic shit i don't want to know I, i'm just gonna avoid that like, <laughs> Not interested. Ty closes his incognito window. Nope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there's so much going on with Frankenstein, though, and, and a lot of the stuff that was. I mean, how far apart were Dracula and Frankenstein in release? It was a good while, right? Uh, 
uh, hard to say. I think I don't think it's more than thirty years. I think it's between like ten and twenty five. Because like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is like considered the first Victorian Gothic novel, and I believe Dracula came after it. I think I could have that backwards. All right, or I'm consulting the Oracle. Nine. Okay. Good old Google. Frankenstein or the Modern Prometheus is an 1818 novel. Okay. Dracula. Eighteen nine, almost a hundred years, bro. Between those two. Oh damn! Google yeah. made me look like an idiot. Eighteen ninety-seven <laughs> for Dracula. 1818 for okay so we had some time to stew on this shit damn that makes sense though now that you say that yeah because like dracula is a much more like optimistic novel that's a it's a pretty macabre like a, thing to there's say. like a yeah but there's like a hero character and yeah like yeah. the the defeat of dracula and all this shit and then Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, there's no, like, happy resolution. Like, the tragic character gets fucked up by the the crazy villager mob, like, for existing, essentially. Like, I mean, that wasn't the specific focus of why they were mad, but... Yeah, it's the same plot to the the sex robot sketch in uh, Why Does Kid You Know? Or it's, like, right after they they hang the sex robot. And he just turns. Yeah, I haven't thought about why this kid, you know, in so long. I think that's one of the best sketches ever. (laughs) The sex robot is just is just dancing down the street (laughs) and they call the police and the police are like, what do you want? He's like, what does it want? It wants sex. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, then they they get if the sketch follows them all the way to the execution, they hang the sex robot. And then the guy just turns and he says, what did we learn here? And it's it's exactly <laughs> the same plot as Frankenstein. It's like just this misunderstood robot who just wants to have a good time, <laughs> but he's different, and people don't like him, so they kill him, and then they just look like assholes at the end of it. Frankenstein. I also want to well, say that I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with not like searching for or even finding some kind of like deeper thematic fucking enrichment from the shit you absorb it's just maybe be aware that it's there and it's in like everything i don't know i i think there's that but there's also like a separation of responsibility from the author from like you know so what you like what you interpret from someone else's work is not necessarily reflective of what they believe or what they meant or intended by the work so you kind of have to keep it at arm's distance like i think it's really healthy to kind of have that you know, that like high school English class level discussion about like, what does this mean to you? Or like that kind of thing. But when you start assigning, like people are starting to break down like old ass novels and, and like, well, this character is obviously reflective of some political agenda they have today. And I'm like, no, no, I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really really force it of context. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't, I don't think Mary Shelley was thinking about, you know, uh, this is what 18, 18. So she definitely wasn't thinking about, uh, civil rights in America with Frankenstein. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can <laughs> apply. Up. You know, you could take from Frankenstein and apply the same, you know, logic to like people being ignorant and fucked up and bigots and all that kind of deal. But 
you definitely can't go apples to apples and say that she had any kind of social commentary on that subject at all. Right. It's more about like scientific paranoia anyway. Like the yeah, idea yeah. of playing God too much. Yeah, you can't you can't divorce shit from its context. Like there's certain levels of extrapolation you can make parallels for, but you can't just be like, this applies today. It's like, eh, parts of it maybe. Wasn't Mary Shelley's husband like somebody important? I don't know about her. I can't remember about her husband, but I'm pretty sure she was the daughter of Mary Wollstonecraft, which is like, uh, yeah, wait, she maybe she is Mary Wollstonecraft. Yeah. It was a philosopher. Yeah, it was like super, yeah, she was okay, super so. important for the feminist movement. Damn, that's fucking hardcore. Okay. And then let's see her spouse was a an English romantic poet. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, way less cool than her. I mean, he's the guy who wrote Ozymandias. This dude slaps. Holy shit. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. yeah Equally yeah, yeah. as cool. You no, know, like, yeah, he's like a big deal. Like that. I'm not just, he wasn't just some poet. Like he's got his own Wikipedia page too. <laughs> Damn. Mary Shelley was just doing it, I guess. She was just getting out. I think there, it's also it. important to <laughs> it's also important to point out that like everything has depth to an extent, like even things that you think are really dumb. Like one of the things that I've started doing more often is listening to like not necessarily top 40, but like pop music in general cuz uh I mean you know this, but for the sake of the podcast, I uh I started fucking around in Fruity Loops trying to make music. So yeah. I want to hear like, you know, production things, like how people are mixing things, shit like that. And I'm starting to notice, I don't know if this is, you know, universally true over the past three decades that I've been alive, but there's a lot of really deep fucking popular music out there that I just never considered because, you know, fucking hipster cred, I guess. But now I'm 32, about to be 33, and I don't give a shit about that anymore. Oh, no, so I've been man, listening like, to, like, Halsey a lot. Kelly Clarkson makes people cry, bro. I mean, she's powerful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kelly know? Clarkson fucking slaps. <laughs> and she's a, she seems like a cool person, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you make that American Idol money, and then you just do whatever you want. Like, it's kind of the Robert Pattinson deal. Like, you make your Twilights, and then you go right. make the lighthouse, right? Or whatever you want. Yeah, but, like, even in, you know popular things tend to get written off as like being very, you know, surface level and shit, but nah, I don't, I don't actually think most of it is. I think it's just, it doesn't sound cool. Like, like the tool meme and be like, yeah, I'm really deep. I listen to tool. It's like, mm. just because that shit's complex doesn't mean it's more deep than something that's simple. Sometimes simplicity is a better messenger. Are you talking about the song hooker with a penis? Yeah, obviously. Okay. That is the uh, the height of depth in the tool catalog. It it, it actually it's, what's strange is that it actually is. Like it doesn't at first yeah. like at first glance it, it is the opposite of that, but it's very deep. Yeah. I wouldn't that, say it's deeper than like parabola, but it is definitely like one of those fucking double reflection things where you're like, "Ha, hooker with a penis." Wait. I was just saying, how many bands like wrote hate songs against their own 
fans, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you imagine if the ICP just like, released a new track just bashing the Juggalos. Like, you know, if they did that, I might be interested in the <laughs> Juggalo shit. Bro. But like, hey, at least they're, like, self-aware. There's a documentary coming out about uh, their their fight with the FBI. <laughs> Because apparently Juggalos are officially classified as like a loosely affiliated gang by the FBI. And they're just like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, far be it from me. I'm not. I was in high school and shit when I was a fucking edgy, stupid kid. But I am not in any way, shape or form down with the clown. Oh, yes, you uh, are. But yeah, classifying are. Juggalos as a fucking hate group or a gang <laughs> or whatever is fucking dumb. Like. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, get better shit to do with your time. Yeah, that's what I feel. I feel like the FBI has way better shit to do than fuck with Juggalos. Like, we're, we're, there's some Do- John Dillinger out there that needs catching. Like, <laughs> there's all kinds of shit going on in the world where the FBI would be better suited. For instance, <laughs> I don't know, real gang activity for one. <laughs> that's probably high on the list. That but instead, be. they're gonna fuck with a bunch of people who want to shake up cheap pop and spray each other with it. It's fucking dumb, dude. Uh, that was one of the things about coming back to the East Coast is seeing Fago and gas stations again. I hadn't seen a right? Fago in a long time, bro. I'm not gonna drink one, but <laughs> nah, go get a rock and ride. That shit's left. I don't even drink. I'm in soda. Michigan, so you know. I wish I did drink soda though. I bet it was. I bet it's really good. I drink soda like diet soda at work. I basically only drink fucking Twinnings tea. Uh, sponsor of the show. I'm kidding. I wish. Uh, I basically only drink Twinnings tea. That's it. That's what I do when I'm not at work. I don't know why I drink pop at work. Probably because it's a coping mechanism. What's your uh, What's your tea of choice? Uh, li- uh Twinnings. I almost said Lipton's. <laughs> Uh, Twinnings, uh, Irish breakfast is my favorite, but oh, okay. it, it kind of is in limited supply for some reason. So I usually go with English. I, uh, for, for my caffeinated tea, I like Earl Grey because, you know, Captain Picard. Uh, but now I drink a shitload of like chamomile. Like I'm a big fan of chamomile and I got some turmeric. Oh, yeah. And I know the turmeric tea is like the most hipster bullshit, you know, Joe Rogan crap ever, but it's actually pretty damn good. I don't know how good turmeric really is for you, and I don't really care because it tastes good, and it's definitely not bad for you. <laughs> it's going to come out like you're oh, yeah. turmeric, t- number one cause of fucking butt cancer or some shit. But I would say in general, if uh, any Eastern spice is probably actually pretty good for you, like. I would say damn near all of them. Like, uh, all the things that go into curry powder, like, they're just. Well, curry powder's yeah, a problematic curry. <laughs> term, actually. But anyway, yeah, whatever. The the Eastern spices in general, I think, are probably pretty fucking good for you. And, like, capsaicin, because, you know, there's, like, a thing now in America where some people are into hot stuff, some people aren't. But if you look at, like, uh, like kimchi in Korea, like that shit's really fucking good for you and it's hot as fuck. Capsaicin has like, it'll increase your basal metabolic rate so you're burning more fat constantly because it, you know, ups your body temperature and. I mean, even like. Thermic uh, effect of food, shit like that. Like sauerkraut. Anything fermented is generally pretty, pretty spot on. 
kimchi or not, spicy or not. <coughs> but like, I think it's like people in hot climates tend to prefer spicier foods than people in like cold climates, from what I can discern. Because probably ain't, that makes ain't sense. nobody eating nothing spicy up in Denmark. They're like, <laughs> it's it's fucking plain Jane, just you know, beef and gravy and fish, like very simple stuff. You get down and you fucking, need to roll you know, in with a fucking. You need to roll in with a bottle of fucking Cholula and show those motherfuckers what's up. I love Cholula, man. Cholula, hell uh, yeah, fucking tapatio. I that's the first. Yeah, like I, the other day, I, I made uh, shredded beef tacos for the whole family, and I I went out and like specifically bought Cholula and tapatio because I'm like, none of this like, Texas Pete red hot. Get that shit out of my face. Like, that doesn't go on a taco. Yeah, yeah, no way. And then Frank's for wings, like that's uh. classic. I mean, I like Make Frank's buffalo sauce with Frank's, but I don't want it on my taco. You know, like a cayenne oh, hot yeah, sauce no, no, is a I totally different wings, thing. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, uh, like Louisiana yeah, ta- hot sauce is a whole different thing. I fucking love buffalo sauce, but I actually don't like buffalo wings. I don't know why. I really? think I'm just there's something wrong with me. That's all right. I also I don't like eating crawfish I mean, either. No, it's all right. I know a lot of people who are like, eh. Especially when you eat the head shit, they're like, what are you doing? Oh, man, come on. I'll eat a crawfish. No, it ain't me. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. But I don't want to. I'm not going out of my way. I'm not ordering it. But if I'm at a crawfish boil and that's what's being served, I mean, fuck it. Here we go. We're, We're going all the way in on it. Bro, boiled peanuts. That's just best in gumbo. Boiled peanuts. Let me let me put you on. I miss that. Oh, shit you don't so gotta put bad. me on to that. I already know, bro. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's too good. What is up with this <laughs> this place? Like, I swear to God, I like every time I walk in my grandma's house, it's like a spell is cast over me. It's all I want to do is just eat and sleep and do nothing else. Like that. That's what's wrong with the South. <laughs> Yeah, that's because the South like has the best fucking food in America, but nothing but else it, to do most of the time, unless you're in like Texas. I swear to God, like you just eat, and then you, j- I just want to sit on the couch and just fucking fade away. That's that's Grandma's house. That's pretty much the entire Southeast. <laughs> Hell yeah, the itis, bro. Yes, dude. Go fucking get some fried. Yankees don't know about that itis. Ah, uh, yeah, probably not. I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, I bet people in Chicago know about the itis. Fuck it, all that deep people dish in pizza. Chicago, yeah, fuck yeah, deep dish. That that should give you the itis. But I mean, sure. come on, that's not that's not Louisiana gumbo, bro. Like that's true. No, gumbo is a whole different. That's not vulgar. That's not Memphis pork ribs. Like fucking Nashville hot chicken, bro. Hell yeah, Nashville oh hot chicken. God. Oh my god! Yeah, there's some hot chicken joints where it's like it's like going to an Indian restaurant where you tell them you want the spicy and they're like, mm, "All right," and they give you the right. mild. <laughs> yeah, they're looking at you. They're like, hold on, we're... yeah. Where are you from, bro? Yeah, like oh, I'm from up here. Nah, you don't want that. You want this? No, no, no. no. They, they just let you think you got it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's the spice. Right. There. Yeah, that one will rip you up. You're good. Uh, 
Yeah, it's pretty it's interesting how many things that you get used to eating and then when you get you know somewhere like here they, they just like straight up don't have the ingredients. For instance, I wanted to make bulgogi, but like ain't nobody selling Korean barbecue sauce in fucking Citronella, Alabama, bro. Like that's not happening. Hell no. <laughs> so so I committed the I'm ultimate like sin. And, and I made it with teriyaki sauce, which is going to get me murdered, I'm sure. But it was pretty good. Then my, my brother promptly put it on a hot dog bun and covered it in ranch dressing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. I'm not mad about that. That's anymore. the most Southern shit I ever heard in my life. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> put fucking bo- like teriyaki fucking Frankenstein bulgogi on a hot dog bun and with ranch dressing. That's yeah, that is roll tide. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what else uh what else is on the horizon for Vince Steel, man? So you're kind of like you're focused on the dread shit, so you're not really doing your own channel so much anymore. Um we ain't even begun to talk about your work on Realms Deep if you want to get into that shit. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, the only so, thing I got on the horizon is more weird music. That's it. That's my only focus aside from like career goals that are currently paying me. By the way, like slap me with whatever, you know, track you have that you want thrown into the episode. I'll throw that in there too at the end. Gotcha. Um will do. Yeah, so for for whoever is still listening here an hour and 25 minutes in, uh Vince was one of three video editors who basically made Realms Deep happen at all, which is pretty wild. And you, you definitely came in clutch. Like you had and Red Eyes. Like it, the show could not go on without y'all. I love it, man. Yeah, I consider that a holiday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I look forward I to know. that shit. I mean, I've only done it twice, but I've looked forward to it both times. So like what I can't wait what for the, the next one. From your perspective, like what were the best and worst parts about it? Uh the worst part is always gonna be organization. And I say this knowing full and fucking well that Realms Deep is too damn big to effectively organize, especially in your first couple years. Like, no one knows what the hell's going on. You're dealing with indie devs who have to work too on top of what they're doing, like in their games. So everything's so sporadic, but it's always like a hurry up and wait situation. Like for yeah. me anyway, because sure. you know, I mean, you know how I work. I'm a fucking grinder. So you give me something to do and I'm like, I'm getting this shit done. And then I go do it. And then I'm like, fuck, I got to wait now. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand. I'm usually the same way. I'm usually very like, get it done now. That way I don't have to worry about it later. Um, however, the, it, it would appear that the vast majority of people feel exactly the opposite about how to get things done. You know, last minute rollers and such. Uh, yeah, it just depends on how many balls you have in the air. Like, and I'm always move like, off a of yeah. priority. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes shit's just not a priority right now. So you know, I'm always trying you to get the bulk of, of it done. You got to wait, right? But uh, on one hand, That's like always going to be the worst part. A deadline is basically, it should be a deadline, but usually it's like a, all right, this is when we're going to start getting really serious, like kind of, kind of date. Right. Yeah. Um, which drives Alex insane, but 
that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah, I like hard 40. deadlines too. I just pretend like the first deadline's the deadline. Well, yeah, and I I work that way. Like the deadline is the deadline. That's just how I, I fucking operate. However, I mean, like, what are you gonna do? Tell Dave Osher he can't be part of Realms Deep? Like <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know? Like uh, it's such a hard balance to strike. Yeah, sorry, Dave, but since you're uh three days late on that video uh, we're not going to have new blood at Realms Deep this year. Like that would be detrimental. It'd be fucking terrible. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to see that shit. Who, what are we going to do without him, you know, getting banned from Twitter for trying to raffle off a fucking 3080. <laughs> I still don't understand what that was about. I don't either. Like I, barely, I'm just mad I didn't win it. I barely understood what was going on there. Uh, it, it was very distracting because then Fred was trying to do this whole gag with the, the arcade machine. He's like, this thing has 30 AT games on it. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> can we cut? Like, I love Fred's, I love Fred's sense of humor. He's so weird. He is. Yeah, no, that's just who he is, dude. <laughs> he's such a silly guy. It's, it's hilarious. Like he's such a salt of the earth kind of dude to be like a seven foot fucking nine Ferrari driving fucking, He's not that tall. Just but he, <laughs> beast. I know. I was exaggerating. It was hyper. I watched. I watched him spend a good fifteen minutes chasing Jahar around a dock with a jellyfish in his hands. Like that's Fred Schreiber. Yeah, like the the <laughs> skit with you and him on the fucking on the fucking lawnmower is just so good. I will show that to people to this day who are like, you know, what is all that about? I'll be like, hold on, and I show them that, and they're like, this is a game convention. I'm like, it's the it's the only game convention. Everything else is just fucking PR and marketing. This shit is like a party. Man. That lawnmower, that that was the that was a, up there in the weirdest days of my life category. Just get, getting <laughs> that lawnmower. Because first of all, Fred explain to me cuz you know, I always kind of thought Fred was like a kind of a rich kid, you know. I I've, I've always right. just assumed that and when he was like yeah i've never driven a a lawnmower before and then it was confirmed in my head i'm like oh shit boy you really was but it's even worse than that like apparently he grew up in an apartment and then they did you know didn't have any grass to mow so what kids did was like offer to wash people's dishes which is way worse i'd way way rather mow somebody's grass than wash their dishes hell yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, so he, he tells me this whole story. But anyway, then I, get, I jump on the back of a lawnmower with a guy who has, up until this day, never piloted a lawnmower in his life. He can drive a Ferrari, but he is struggling with this lawnmower, right? And the thing is that, so he told us, yeah, but one of my neighbors is going to let us borrow it. So we get to his house, and then he's like, okay, we're going to get the lawnmower. We're thinking we're like, we're walking across the fucking street or some shit. No, we walk like a mile into the boonies, like some farm in Denmark somewhere like outside of all and it's like these these fucking danish people who i don't if they spoke english they sure as shit wasn't letting us know about it you know what i mean like they were it was as if jahar and i just didn't exist we're just like we might as well have been puppies following fred around where they're all just like just chatting in danish and like whatever and then they're like okay and here's a lot they just gave him a lawnmower he'd never met these people before he like put out a facebook message saying like he needed to borrow a lawnmower and that was it. And then, of course, we have to get it back to his house. So he drives it. And then the rest of us were like running alongside him, failing at driving this lawnmower. <laughs> and 
And then I got tired of running, so that's that's when I jumped on the back and Jahari caught that on camera. That's such a fucking dope story. I take now, it back. My right. the worst part about Realms Deep was not being in Denmark. The, well, hopefully we can do that like next time. Like I'm hoping it becomes like a real like COVID pending, like an actual destination thing that we could do. But uh, so that's not even the best part of the story. The best part of the story is that if you pay attention to the video, Greg is with us. So there's like me, Jahar, Fred, and Greg. Greg had legitimately yeah. been hit by he got hit by a car that morning. <laughs> like on his he was on a bicycle, he got hit by a car. And like in all the videos and the pictures and shit, you could see his face is fucked up, bro. He looks like he just got knocked out by Mike Tyson. Yeah. You know, he looks like he went like six rounds with Mike Tyson, really, you know. And and he's still like walking around with us, fucking dealing with all this fucking lawnmower nonsense. I'm like, he's from, I want to say he's from Poland. So he's a hard man, you know, takes a little bit more than a oh, fucking car, yeah. car hitting you to put you down. <laughs> yeah. No, nah. I really do. I really do hope that it becomes a destination thing where like people like you can come join up and like that kind of shit would be really awesome. Yeah, that shit was like when you told me that story the first time, I was like, that's such a fucking cool, weird story. Like that's the that there's the documentary right there. It needs <laughs> to be just the weird shit that goes on in like like indie production shit like this. Cause it's just it's such a fucking like anyone who's never been in it on any level just can't understand like the amount of effort number one, that everyone has to put forth to be in it. Like the, I mean, the collaboration that goes on between the devs in realms, deep chat, like the closed off shit that nobody gets to see when they're on fucking Twitter talking about how it's all corporate and shit. I'm like, you don't even understand what is going on behind all this shit right now. Like these guys are networking. These guys are friends. Now they're shooting fucking ideas to make their shit better. Like, it's the dopest fucking thing. I love that part. Yeah, I think in a few years um, we'll probably start to see like collaborations amongst people, you know, who met because of Realm Steve. Like it, it's a it's a conference basically. That's that's how it works. And honestly, it's, for me, that's the best thing. It's like it's the what the devs get out of it that I like the most about it. Because it's all about that. Like the, everything is kind of centered around like elevating all of these fucking cool kind of on-brand indie titles. And even if they're not, it, that, that's the most amazing thing. Even if they're not part of one of these companies, the companies are still, you know, ha- they have a vested interest in keeping those people cutting their teeth. You know, like everybody who's making these like indie games now are potential hires in the future. Like I, I don't see how anybody thinks it's a good idea to crush the indies, right? Why is that even on your right? Yeah, on your mind. But I don't know. It's weird what people see like view as competition. I think high tide raises all ships. That's just me. There's your Jamie Josta. I think competition is only. (laughs) I think competition is only good when it makes you better, as opposed to you wanting someone else to fail. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm not gonna lie. When when we're all in there, fucking, it's the three of us and we're divvying up work and shit. Like I w- I don't just want to be the one who's got the highest output. I want it to be fucking high tier too. So when I'm looking at red eyes who has years more fucking experience in video editing than I do. And I start seeing the shit he's pulling off. 
when I go to do, say, the fucking postal sketch that we did, I'm trying to fucking see if I can match that kind of quality. So it's making me better. I love that part. Like, me and fucking Red Eyes are dope. I love that guy. But I also got to be as good as he is for me. And then I want him to get better, too, because, like, then I can continue to raise my bar. Like, I can pull from that and see what he's doing and figure it out on my own. Like, I love that part. I always learn a fuckload of things from Realms Deep that I didn't know before. Oh, yeah. You can, like, play. Yeah, if you're, like, working or playing with somebody, no matter what the, you know, job is or the sport is or the game is, it's, like, you can stretch beyond your limit by working with people who are objectively better or more experienced than you are by, you know, every, everybody should hopefully intuitively know that, but right. It's not all, yeah. And I was impressed to see how like, cause he's like this red eyes is a very funny guy. And he's like, I've never really seen him be like business time, you know? And then to see how good he was as like a leader, oh, yeah. I was very fucking impressed. Yeah, he's very like, like he was uh, very like direct. Yeah, he's like he a needs. soft it's like soft dictatorial. It's like <laughs> this is what needs to happen. Who wants to do it? I'm like, no I'll one? fucking do okay. it. He's like, sweet, <laughs> list. <laughs> yes, here's all of it. There there is an art to uh to delegation. It's it's a fine, fine portrait. How many people? Yeah, and I'm not into it. <laughs> people, people seriously like fail because they they get to a point where they should be delegating and then they just can't. It's a problem. Like you, you got to be good at that shit. You got to know when to just like turn the reins over because you can't do everything yourself. You totally can't. Right. Yeah. No, just, for sure. But you're you're the prime example of somebody who will just like nose to the grind for days on end like you and like foamy foamy is probably probably the worst i've seen <laughs> with just he will probably stay up for like 72 hours to get something perfect yeah i was working some crazy hours during that because like the trailer shit started while we were still working on that and i was i was doing both I like, fuck well, you it. Know, if I don't sleep, you know I don't sleep. You know what a hypocrite I am, you know, where I, I, I'm telling people, like, right. hey, make sure you get your rest. And, you know, like, and then I'm over here, like, I've been up for 36 hours. Realms Deep's going to happen, baby, or whatever, you know, whatever happens to be. Like, I don't know. I, I think we should, uh, should value our, our health a little more. I'm looking forward to working in Denmark because it appears to be <laughs> a very different culture than what I'm used to. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'll ever if I even get to that point where I like no longer feel like I have a gun to my back, I don't know how I'll deal with it. I'll probably um, just do more shit. That's what I do now. I, I feel, <laughs> I'll just I find feel like more shit to get into. You'll just find the next gun to put to your back. Like that, that's kinda how that's yeah, exactly. Personal. Yeah. Like you're you're not gonna just sit there idly. Who could? You know, who really who that really cares about their art like can just sit idly. I don't I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Like especially when it's like it, it's not like a regular 9 to 5, right? Where you're like, "All right, I'm going to go in, I'm going to punch the clock, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and then I'm going to leave." No, it's like you're actually no, invested in the outcome. So it's like, "No, nah, I got to yeah. give 110." 
Like I woke up at like 7 a.m. this morning, went to my first meeting at 8 after I got some, you know, little little, little push up, little, little, little morning walk action in. So I got a shower and then, you know, do the meeting thing. And then I've got like a four hour block to just take care of my shit, like administrative work or whatever the fuck before my next meeting. And then it's like usually Monday through Friday, it's like that, you know, and the, or Monday through Wednesday, really. And then Thursday, Friday, that's kind of like the days when it's like, all right, well, you know, I'll see if anybody needs anything. So it's kind of easy to just sort of float through the day willy nilly. Whereas what I'm used to is very structured. Like you said, like, you know, clock in at 8 a.m., clock out at, <laughs> in the evening time. Um, I think both, like, both have their merits there because it is really easy to just totally get on a weird schedule when you don't have a structured way of doing things. Right. Like, uh, especially when you start working with people in all kinds of different time zones, you know, it's very tempting to, well, they're going to wake up around midnight. I could probably stay up for a couple more hours, knock that out. And then, you know, then I'll sleep, but then, you know, then shit starts to get weird. (laughs) Then then you start hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a practitioner of the uh, three hour art, which is to say that if I have a lot of shit to do, as long as I get three hours of sleep the next day, fuck it. I'm going to keep going. I can't sustain that. I can do that for about seven days straight. And then on the eighth day, I'm like, all right, I got to sleep now. (laughs) I can do it, but it it ain't good. And I, and I promise you there will be like a a 14 hour, uh, sleep at the end of it. Like I'll go. I will crash. My body is gonna get it's, it's dreams in whatever they like. What is it called? Rapid eye movement. I'm getting there. That's going to happen. Yeah. Are you uh you still like lifting or is like the the COVID shit put that on hiatus again? Yeah, it's still on hiatus. Uh, Michigan case has been spiking so much that I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I don't you know. thought about? I do getting, like some like, little a, shit at home, but have you thought about getting a squat rack like in the garage or something? I just don't really have the space for it. I have thought about it and I've looked into it, but yeah. I just I don't really have the space right now. If it keeps going this way, I'm gonna have to make space like. I mean, I'm if I do at, ever get to the point, good. I was gonna say, if I ever do get to the point where I no longer work like in a building, I'm gonna have yeah. to. Otherwise, I'm just gonna fucking turn into gelatin. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at apartments right now, and like one of my big things is like I want high ceilings because I just I know how cold it is in the winter over there. I I just want to have my shit set up at home. Like if I just put the damn right. squat rack in the living room. I can't say no to it. Like, there's no excuses. Um, and it's not that expensive, you know, like you could drop me, you could spend as much money as you want on that kind of shit, but I bet you, you could spend like maybe $1,500 and have a damn good home set up. And then you yeah, wipe out. I mean, your you can build it for pretty community. cheap if you got the shit for that. Oh yeah. You could do that. I don't know. I've, I've never been a, a big believer in wooden squat racks though. <laughs> and I can't weld. But I'm sure you could find somebody who's saying how much squat you're squatting, bro. No, not me. Me? Nothing. Dude, come on. I weigh 140 pounds. Like, how much do you think <laughs> I, I squat? I say, like, <laughs> you, could, you could build a squat rack out of wood that'll hold up to about 450. If you do it right. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can. It, it doesn't make me any less skeptical. It's like water coolers and computers. Like, I know, I know, I know. It's. It's not dangerous, but 
I don't like it. <laughs> or like a wooden yeah. roller coaster. You ever been on the fucking Thunderhead in, in Dollywood? Like, it's not scary because it's fast. It's scary because it's made of wood and it's fast. <laughs> I've never been on that, but I've been on wooden roller coasters and exactly, yeah. Because they yeah. sound like they're about to break at all times. Like 120 miles per hour on the Batman and 60 miles per hour on a wooden roller coaster are the same amount of scary. <laughs> right. For totally different reasons. Yeah, because it feels like that shit's just going to fucking collapse. And wasn't it not that long ago that one of those big wooden roller coasters did finally collapse? It killed like everyone on it or something? Man, I think it was like five years ago. I don't, I don't know, but that, that shit's crazy. Like, it, it, cause I, I've seen wood just like rot, you know, and it happens every day. That's what it does. I don't right. care what you do to it. Eventually it will. And I'm just, you know, I'm not going to gamble, you know, what, how, how much do you think a fucking average roller coaster, like just the carts, like the line of carts weighs plus people, you know? So, yeah. And then, and then Shit. just one one little fucking overlooked dry rotted piece of wood snaps and you're all dead. Like get the no. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean I'm sure the yeah, odds plus. are like better than plane crashes or, or cars or anything, but Yeah, that's it's always fun to kick around the odds until you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, well, suddenly the statistics mean nothing, so I watch too much fucking uh what is it called? Final Destination when I was a kid? I think that shit scarred me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get fucking... <laughs> yeah. Just the fucking <laughs> engine block comes off and knocks someone's head off in a car accident. Like, that shit is so ridiculous. But it's funny. Those are funny fucking movies. Oh. Speaking of, it's it's looking like a really good year for scary movies, dude. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, like Eager and uh, I think Ari Aster are both coming out with new movies. Um, was is his name Robert or Roger Eager, the guy that made uh, the, the made the Lighthouse? Uh, let's find out. I don't remember. Look that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> what a standstill! Sorry, people. Pull listening. that shit up, Jamie. Robert Eggers. Eggers. Okay. Yeah, Robert Eggers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that dude, he's fucking cool. And then Ari Aster, I mean, his last two movies, I really liked Midsummer. I know some people didn't like Midsummer, but uh, his new one sounds like really fucking cool. It's called. Let's see. I forgot what the plot was. I want to like actually read the plot as I describe this. Yeah, we need a young Jamie in here. This fucking Google and shit for myself stuff sucks. <laughs> I watched Hereditary with my mom because she'd never seen it, and you know, shit like she's is so a, good. She's like a she's a believer in the ghost stuff, so I I think it, it got her seal of approval. So I, I'm calling it badass. His new movie coming out this year is called Disappointment Boulevard. And it's a, a decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. But apparently it's like horror, like black comedy kind of thing. I'm really not sure what to expect. But he's two for two with me. Hell and, yeah. Uh, like Scream's coming out. Like, Did Scream already come out? Was that like a couple of days ago? Yeah, it's already out. Yeah. Is it good? Did you see it? 
I have not I, seen it yet. I figured it was going to suck. It, it sounded like literally just the plot of Halloween 2019 or whatever the fuck all over again. Halloween 2018. Whenever yeah. Halloween came out. I don't know how I feel about this constant on like influx of just remakes. It's, like, it's not even a remake. It's like they're literally doing what Halloween did where it's like we're making a new movie in the franchise, but it's a direct sequel to the original and we're throwing out all the other sequels. Like that's kind of what they're doing. So this, yeah, this screen movie is like 25 years later. And, and then obviously I think I, I was listening to pod people actually in Cleveland probably said this, but like, it's so obviously like one of the cast members is the killer. Like we all know like one of the main, like one of the the victims from the original movie is probably the killer. And right. I don't know. I might watch it. I don't think I'll go to theaters for it. Nah, I'm going to be honest. I was never into Scream, so I'm just like... I like the first one. I thought the first one was pretty solid. And the fourth one wasn't horrible. But, yeah, I mean, Scream is not exactly... It's it's not Hellraiser bad. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Right. Well, I mean, hold on. Which Hellraiser? Well, there's the original Hellraiser. I'm about to get offended. There's like... There's like eight uh-huh. sequels, and none of those sequels matter. Only the first one. Matters. Uh, two. Two is fucking dope. You're going to bat for Hellraiser two. All right, Vince. Vince Steele on the record. Hell yeah, I'm going to bat for Hellraiser two. Are you also a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street two? No, not really. No. That that movie is wild, man. That movie was like, what happened? <laughs> Matt McMuscle should do a, a fucking what happened video on Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened on that motherfucker? Yeah. Like, it's it's like not even a scary movie. It's basically like just and, and no no offense intended. Like the movie is basically just watching a gay teenager come like right. realize himself with Freddy Krueger there for some reason. Uh, the only thing that was good about the third one was the fucking Dawkins song that was the theme song. You know, Dream Warriors. That song. Fuck rules, yeah, Dawkins. <laughs> that movie sucks, but yeah, Dawkins kicks ass. And then, uh, oh, have you seen the trailer for Studio 666 yet? No, what is that? Sorry to cut you off. It is Dave Grohl's fucking weird comedy horror movie. Oh, that sounds fun. I actually just got a book. You need to watch the trailer for that. My my stepdad bought me Dave Grohl's new book to read. I might might put a chapter in later. Uh, what's your take on Grohl? You Dave Grohl guy? guy. I love his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that dude's a fucking genius. I think he's like a. He just makes like. He just makes like cool fucking, just hang out. And it's not to say that again. There's it's not to say there's no depth to his stuff, but you don't actually have to think about it. You just you put on fucking Everlong and you can ride that shit out. It's just good. Yeah, it's just good rock and roll music. There's nothing no, nothing too crazy going on. He does like a that waste wasting light that album that came, probably came out like eight or nine years ago at this point, but there's some good stuff on that too. Yeah. Uh, they do their, the white limo with Lemmy is on that record. I believe. Yeah. That's good stuff. They da- just Dave Grohl last year. That's like disco rock dance shit. And it's fucking dope. Did you listen to uh Sturgill Simpson's most recent album? The dude no. and Juanita bro. Yeah, Embrace no, your inner Kentucky. Embrace your inner Kentucky for an hour or so and listen to that record. It's it's pretty damn good. It, it's like a 
it's like a you know, one of those sort of like Rocky Mountain bluegrass legend kind of things. Like I, when I first heard the album, I thought that this was a real story and I thought this was like some Buford Pusser kind of guy that I'd never heard of, but apparently not. And, and my friend's theory is that the album is about the big Lebowski and that the dude is actually the dude and that Juanita is marijuana, but it's this, it's like a romance, like a cowboy romance kind of thing. Um, I don't know. You tell me what you get out of it. <laughs> All right, I love Sturgill Simpson though, man. He's he's Kentucky's greatest son. Him and Spango and you, <laughs> in that order specifically, because yeah. I'm yeah, barely same. a Kentuckian at this point. I'm a yeah, fucking like, Michigan transplant. Spango's still <laughs> riding it out. Although his Damn. ass is from fucking Lexington, so he barely counts too. That that area got fucking smashed in these storms over the past like three weeks or so, man. Holy cow. My end got hit worse. My hometown barely exists anymore. Yeah, that, Mayfield's that gone. Wild. It is wild. Now I saw the pictures you posted. I, actually, I saw the picture you posted with the one of the, one of the songs that you recently put out. Yeah, yeah. The shit is crazy. Yeah, like half of that shit is just gone. So musically, you've been evolving. Like you started out, it seemed like you were going to make like like dark ambient black metal kind of shit. And now it's like low vibe hip hop. What's, what's going on? Oh shit. It's already changed. Yeah. Uh, I mean like all this video production shit is cool, but you know, rub a fucking genie in a lamp or rub a lamp and get a genie either way. Uh, and it's like, what's your three wishes on one of those is going to be like, fucking top tier musical talent for me. Like I've always wanted to make music. I don't know why I waited this fucking long. I've had a computer forever, but like I've tried to pick up instruments and shit. It's just never worked. So then like, I'm kind of at a, you know, midlife crisis. I'm basically just, I mean, maybe shit. I don't know. I haven't thought that deep into it, but, uh, you're going to buy one of my friends at work. I'm going to buy a Corvette, sir. Hell yeah, hell a cheap one, though, because I don't make that much money. But <laughs> uh, one of my friends at work started making Dungeon Synth, and he was fucking around with Reaper. And he was talking about how, like, you know, easy and tweakable it is. And I don't know why I didn't get Reaper. I got fucking Fruity Loops like everyone else does. And basically, it started out, like, this idea of, you know, I'll just try to make, like, weird game music. So I started that. Like, one of them people kind of liked, but I don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm like, you know, I can't expect to be good immediately. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I then was, uh, uh, I was I jamming just with my like, cousin the other day, like, playing guitar, and then it was kind of discouraging for him, because he's like, you know, like 16. And and I'm trying to explain to him, I was like, no, dude, like, when you've been playing for like 15 years, it's a different thing. Like, you're doing fine. But I get what you mean, though, where you, like, don't set your expectations too high when you first start out. Right. Yeah, yeah you have, like, an idea of what you want something to sound like. You just don't know how to make it do that. Right. Yeah. No, so you kind of do, like, whatever. Yeah, you kind of do whatever you can. And then I was like, you know, if I just put this out there, somebody would be like, it sucks. Here's why. Weirdly enough, no one has really done that. Cleveland's probably the closest where he's been like, you know, you should work on this. Um. And then it sort of just moved from there. And I listen to a fuckload of music. Any given day, it could be something else. The only thing I don't really listen to is country, much to your chagrin. Uh, 
I'm, but so, I, yeah, I feel like kinda, I feel like you still should give Sturgill Simpson a shot. I'll give it a shot for you. All right, that's, that's I'll all do I it for about. you. I mean, and you, I, we, do we even point. call him? Is he country really, or is he like? I feel like he is what I think of as country, but he's not what most people think of as country anymore. See, I'm in that middle ground though, where like I know what real country is and I know what pop country is. I just don't really like any of it. Man, that sucks. Not even like unfortunately, it's not for lack of trying. Yeah, yeah like maybe. I like some of Johnny Cash, but it's just you know, it's not like I haven't tried. I wasn't like immediately off put by the idea. I just yeah, yeah. don't. Uh, I get what you mean. And yeah, it's kind of as I've. Because, you know, when I get into something, I focus on it like it's the only fucking thing on the planet. And, like, I'm slowly getting progressively better over time. It's like when I listen to things, I move through it. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if I could make that happen. Or, And then now I'm to the point where I kind of figured out what I want to sound like. So now I'm focusing on that. Which is like a, almost like a mixture of... It's like witch house and like gutter trap music is what I'm going for at this point. <laughs> okay. I want, I want to marry those two. Like fucking like there's a hate in the fucking trap house kind of shit. <laughs> like, like a haunted fucking trap house. Okay. That's where I'm going at this point. Heavy distortion, crazy fucking 808s, whatever I can get. And it's not that good yet, but at least I have like a focus now. I know what I want to do. And it's a lot of fucking fun. Like that's a large reason why I haven't played any games. Cause I'm like, I don't really want to, <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather put fucking weird notes on there and play with synths and shit like that. Yeah. Just be creative in general. It's like better than just kind of like coasting through life. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that I'm never going to play a game. Cause there's definitely some shit I'm waiting for, but it's just right now. That's, I like doing that so much. Yeah, you'd be crazy not to pursue it. So you think, uh, like, you think you're going to take it all the way, or is it just a kind of a hobby thing for now? Like, uh, right now, it's Vince kind of a Steel hobby thing. Soundtrack OST by Vince Steele. Hey, who fucking knows? I didn't think I'd ever do a trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah, I feel you. Like, it took me a. Uh, I believe two years before you guys found me and then another two years to, you know, break into anything to get any kind of foot in the door. So who knows? Like I may or may not have a song that might, I haven't gotten confirmation. It might actually be in a game. I'm going to leave that off of here. Cause I don't know yet. All right. That was a very lucky. Uh, it was a very lucky moment. If it does happen. Uh, fucking um, hope so. So, if, I mean, awesome. if, if I can replicate that again, I'm like, hell yeah. Now, you seem like you've uh, you've impressed a lot of people recently, so I think you're fine. Like, <laughs> you'll be okay, man. It's a... Uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a wild journey. That's, we've been talking for like two hours. Yeah, I just looked at the time. I was like, shit, I've been here two hours already? I know, man. Fun flies when you're doing time, right? Yeah, pretty much. And also, oh. like, 
one of the things I've learned before you try to wrap this up <laughs> is uh, just like doing shit, like just do the thing. That's that's where I'm at now. Like if I want to do something, I'm just going to fucking do it. I don't care. I don't care if I suck at it. I don't care about any of that shit. I'm just going to do it. I Because uh, that seems to be what works. Pursue those dreams. Don't let your dreams be a fucking dreams, you know? Like, go out there and just try it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, you're going to end up poor and homeless on the streets because you tried to make some music one time? <coughs> Maybe, actually. Right. But in this day and age. Yeah, it depends on how dumb you are about it. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe if you're 32 and you just opened up Fruity Loops for the first time, maybe don't quit your job. But uh, short of that, like there's really no reason to. Or do there's so much fucking free shit on the internet. <laughs> or do yeah. that's the real gun to your head, right? I I'm a I'm a believer in the whole like just just fucking quit your job. <laughs> like uh, I don't know. You, you hear about motherfuckers that like they'll they'll work for a little while, like save up their cash, and then go to like Thailand for six months, and then come back and do it over again. Like that's right. Takes a, that takes a big set of huevos to just let your security go. But, but I noticed that like software engineers are pretty good about doing that kind of shit. Like they ain't nobody got to work. <laughs> like, right. Like uh, I mean, let's think of a good example. The guy that made a uh, new Cade, right? Like he absolutely motherfucking doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to. Like he he could probably just like take a commission job for like a couple of months, go make enough money for the year, and then get back to just doing whatever he wants. Like job security is not a not something that he's worried about. Whereas for most people, they are. Right. So, That's but the people the who dream, ought to though, be worried right? about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just do whatever the fuck you want when you want to do it. Uh, That's well, fucking freedom s- right there. Get into software engineering. <laughs> That's your next yeah. thing. I don't think that I'm built for that, dude. I don't have that kind of uh, uh, meticulous, small detail orientation that it takes to be that kind of a person. Like, I can't just. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably never be a software engineer, but I will eventually at some point in my life start fucking around with like 3D modeling and shit like that. Yeah, no, that's a great like, idea. Like that's going to happen for sure. You do a little mapping? I was thinking more like uh I was thinking more like um like landscapes and shit like that for I mean, I guess that's technically mapping in a way. I don't want to make like doom maps though. Yeah, Especially with that. like Bridgeburn and Arlene out here, fucking what's the James <laughs> Paddock fucking destroying everything? Yeah, no, I'm just playing. No, there, there's like a lot of good resources now for that, but I don't know. Like, I, I I don't have any intention of being a level designer, but if I did, like, I don't know that I would go the Doom route. I think it's an excellent thing for people to do, but right? No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, like if if I was gonna do can, level design, it'd be like Metroidvania. I mean, that'd be great too. Yeah, I'm just thinking like engine wise, like Unity, Unreal, like that's where the oh you know, yeah, you're trying to do that shit for a living, like unless you're <laughs> Zan from Heat On, like I don't know what you're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to play that game. Oh man, especially Heat if on. there's a fucking second one out. 
Blood Ride is good, bro. You really should give Blood Ride a chance. It's fun. It's very. I think the wall. Yeah, I think the wall that I hit is that I thought, oh, okay, this is a Doom map. Like, oh, this no. is a Doom no, no, mod no. style thing. And then it wasn't. And I was like, yeah. uh. It's. No. And, and the second one is even more. Like, it leans more into the. The. MSM. You know, RPG side of things. You really do have to pay attention. You cannot just uh, get the key and go to the red door. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do, but it's more it's more in depth than that. Right. First, you got to brew some potions and collect some items, and you know, read a book, read another book, maybe kill some people on the way. <laughs> that's such a like dope idea, though. That like that's the the strength of the internet is like somebody like you know. Zan can fucking make heat on and he's fine. Or like know, right? Toby Fox can make Undertale and he's fine. Yeah. I think we mentioned Deltarune earlier, but like I hope I hope Toby Fox just keeps putting out bangers. Hell yeah. That guy started in the Chiptune realm too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chiptune and uh D Make. Yeah. Or not D Make, uh ROM hacks, because it was an earthbound ROM hack first. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Undertale is just such a it's such a strange game to have gotten as big as it did, but I'm glad it did. Like yeah, Stardew Valley makes more sense to me, but it's kind of that right. same, you know, like one guy with a dream kind of kind of game. Right. Who also did damn near everything for that game, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd be like was basically solo devving that game. I'm sure he had, you know, several people throughout the process help out with different stuff. But yeah, that, that's a that's a magnum opus kind of thing. Yeah, I wish I was into fucking farming sims because that shit is so good. Like, just to look at and listen to, holy shit. But it's almost like the best and worst thing that could happen to you as a, as like a dev is to just blow up really early. Like, it's the best right. thing because, hey, you get your name out there, you got a solid marketing foundation, you probably make a good bit of money off of it, all that kind of thing. But then you have to live up to it. You get that sophomore album kind of, like, right. vibe. Like, I don't know. Like Semansky, like a- Semansky is still trucking. I think he's going to be relevant for a long time, bro. I think so too. That guy's a genius. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. even think uh, Dusk is his best work. I think no. Squirrel Stapler is. <laughs> Squirrel Stapler. I fucking love Squirrel Stapler, man. I uh, I really like his or his early like uh, walking sim horror stuff. You know, I don't know if yeah. you played Finger Bones, but yeah, uh, the Moon Slipper that great. There- like they're so bare bones and like kind of incomplete, but you could just see the genius early. And then, yeah, dusk was kind of like a, <laughs> what would happen if we put Dave Oshry with this guy kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. Like you think about that's sort of what the, uh, the whole indie movement that I just sort of stumbled onto has kind of shown me and like changed the way I think about the games that I play. Yeah. Because, like, even Dark Souls, which is one of my favorite games of all time, I literally have two Bloodborne tattoos out of two. I have two tattoos. They're both Bloodborne. But (laughs) even those now, I think about it, and I'm like, you know what? This could do with less mechanics. Like, you don't actually need all this shit. Because you can play, like, you can play, like, uh, shit, what's the fucking, I just drew a blank. Something like uh, Bloodwash. Bloodwash Mm -hmm. is fucking amazing. And it's 
like the most basic set of mechanics you can fucking ever have. But the atmosphere for that game is so good. You don't even need it because you're like, it's also very short, which I appreciate now in my busy life. But you can just start it and then immediately like the atmosphere just pulls you in. And then from there, you just move through it. You complete it. You're done. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's not too short. Like it does what it's supposed to do. Granted, it's also not $60, but yeah, it kind of, or like, um, Cody reader's game, uh, the bends mm. that game's fucking incredible. And like, I almost feel like now to justify the price tag, I'm looking at, you know, a lot of games that I've played for 60 bucks and I'm like, kind of feel like they had to overcomplicate certain shit in order to make it worth that price tag in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's the thing is that, you know, so parent company or whatever, who's financing shit, like they, they usually have like an agenda of like, this is the tier game we want to make, you know, and you don't like get to renegotiate that later after the, you know, after you put together your design documents and your, you know, overall concept, really, actually, we think this is more of a, you know, a boomer shooter They're like no it's a it's a double a shooter that that's what we want and then you know and then you have to justify the price tag for sure that definitely happens um it's really easy to kind of overshoot the occasionally like a miracle happens like that terminator game you know but uh, double double a stuff is like very odd and then once you get into the AAA kind of shit, you know, we're, we're talking, you, you could spend as much money as you want making a game, but if, you're talking about some game that an investor is putting multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like imagine making like a, like a rockstar game or something like that. Like you have yeah. no fucking say <laughs> like in, in what they, they're, they're telling you what to do at some point. Granted, I mean, GTA has done very well and I guess so did Red Dead. Yeah. Red yeah it's a, I mean, I've never really played Red Dead, but GTA is a great series. That oh, said, yeah. when I played, you know, five way back in the day, when I had like a limited gaming space and shit like that, and I <laughs> didn't have much exposure, I was like, man, this is fucking amazing. Now, if I were to go back to it, I'm like, you know, it's a little big. Like, it doesn't really need to be this fucking big. You can make this smaller. Like, I'm not going to go over here and beat up this hooker on the, all the way on the other side. I'm not going to go do this weird, strangely fascinating, but mostly just to watch YouTube videos on. I'm not going to go spend 30 hours trying to track down this fucking UFO thing. Like, right. But like that's you know, a if, cool thing to put in, but I'm like, all right. If, if rockstar came out and they're like, okay, GTA six, we're going back to our roots, bro. We're, we're making, you know, like a San Andreas size game. People oh, would yeah, fucking people would lose their the shit. Out. Yeah. They would not be yeah. happy. It, it has to be bigger, better, faster, louder. It, like they don't have a choice. I'd be like fucking sweet. I can beat that in like two days. I mean, I would love, <laughs> I would love to see even, if, <laughs> even if they were just like license it out, like just let people make <laughs> like really cool shit in the grand theft auto world, or even just like, you know, use it's use what they've built on it to like make like really cool stuff uh, or ga- or complete games even would be awesome. But that's just not the case. <laughs> Right, never will but, be. No, 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 no. 
That's I mean, I guess like, it's it's kind of what people... they did. Like Red Dead is basically the same thing, right? It's not that different. It's just a different setting, right? Just yeah. a different story too. Yeah, but like my uh, my wife was playing Red Dead Two on the PC, <laughs> and uh, she fell off of that shit. And I was like, I'm not surprised because they overcomplicated the fucking mechanics for that game to such a point where it's like tedious to play it. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need yeah. to fuck. You don't need like accurate horse physics. That's not what we're here for. Like it's not Kerbal <laughs> fucking space program. It's, yeah. it's cowboy <laughs> simulator. Like we don't, we don't fucking need that. Yeah. But everybody likes that sound of like when your boots hit the ground, when you unmount the horse, you know, little details. I don't know. I mean, that's for them to do. That's for those big right, know, yeah. multi, multi-bajillion dollar projects to kind of push the limit and see how far the science can go. <laughs> right. But, Which is cool. It's just not for me. That's why I, I, mean, I wish I, they'd, uh, I wish the internet would leave the fucking wrath devs alone. Cause I'm like, this game is going to blow your fucking mind. If you just shut the fuck up and let them make it. Like <laughs> there's, yeah. it's, it's costing them time to have to come out every two weeks and be like, don't worry guys, we're still making it. Like just chill. It's all right. I pre-ordered the box copy. I'm waiting too. Like you're going to be all right. Yeah. Now wrath is a, it's a special animal. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Yeah. That's like my favorite boomer shooter out right now. What's there. I love yeah. that shit. It's just going to, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's going to take time. It was very ambitious from the get go. This was like an incredibly ambitious <laughs> idea. And so people, I don't know. I don't know what people expect. <laughs> people are so fucking yeah, I think, about like, I want my shit now. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not an on demand culture. It's fucking early access yeah. indie development. Like, and I think the fact that it looks low five people are like, ah, I should be really fast. It's like, no, in some cases that makes it take longer. Like, listen to these fucking podcast interviews. They'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it, like looking at Wrath from the outside looking in. Yeah, it's it seems pretty straightforward. Like, you, know, you get a bunch of Doom mappers and you throw some textures on that bitch. You make some cool levels and you're done. Like, it's not that big a deal. But it's so much more than that. And then when you, like, actually know the people <laughs> that are suffering for it, right. it, it makes it even worse. Which I don't know the whole like Wrath team. There's a lot of motherfuckers that have changed hands over the time. Like Crystalline is the producer, and then I think I don't want to speak out of turn. I I think a lot of the level designers that were kind of like that initial like group of of the Doom or not Doom, but the Quake mappers that were doing a lot of Wrath stuff. Uh, a lot of them are working on Graven too, so it's kind of spread thin a little bit. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, another one. Like, Graven's going to blow your fucking mind if you just shut up and let it happen. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, like the, just let it the demo. The demo in the early access thing was kind of weird. But Yeah, it Graven was, slaps. but subject to change. Like, like, just let them do it. That's what early access is. You are, you are putting faith into a project. It's not, here's your, here's your uh, fucking finished work. It's not, here's a guarantee. It's eventually this is going to come out. You're putting your faith in us. And also you get some, like, you get a modicum of license to shape development. I get all that, but. Like, you really shouldn't even want that because isn't authorial intent, like, more important? I would think so. I think that to make a game like Wrath, you just kind of have to. 
you just kind of have to like hold to your original vision. Like you cannot deviate right? from it too much. Yeah. Whereas with Graven, it seems like uh, there was a lot of pressure to like put something out and it maybe was too early. So, so if you're going to do early access, right. And this is just me armchair quarterback in here. I'm, I'm no fucking expert on the subject, but you know, the more feature complete, the first thing people play is the better for, you know, across the board, you know, like, yes, there is that truth right. to it. Like this is a work in progress. There are going to be issues. Like we're, we're working on it, that kind of thing. But even like, even with some of the, the shit that we got back on the call of Ragnar demo, like people would be like, oh, it's, it looks like it has great potential, but I had like game breaking bugs. And I'm like, we cannot figure out <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, right. You know, and not not to say that I'm sure that many people have experienced just like total game breaking bugs and call of strike. Like I, I will openly, happily take that on the chin. It's probably true, but it is so difficult to discern what the cause is. And so when you're working on something like Graven, which is way bigger and way more complicated, and has had so many different, you know, like um, when you have you have a lot of people working on something. The more people in your kitchen, the harder your kitchen is to manage. It's like you're bound to have more friction, more moving parts equals, you know, Newton's law. Right. Right. Um, so like once you, once you got like three, four, five, six, seven programmers, like <laughs> with their hands on something, like yeah, they all have different styles, different ways of working. Uh, sometimes if you're taking over for someone who's like moving on to something else, it's like, if you don't understand what they were doing, uh, who knows? So it's and that's not exclusive to anything in the any game that we're talking about. It's just a fact of life. It's very difficult to have a non singular. You know what? What was the term you used? Like authoritative um, intent. Yeah, like uh, yeah, authorial intent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like without that, it's very difficult to make something come out like clean and polished. It, but until you know you've had enough time, I don't know. Grave, Graven by all measurements i have it seems like it's going to end up really fucking good <laughs> yeah but i'm also a huge fan of chris holden legit. yeah chris holden exactly Sacro, yeah like fucking like everybody all of your favorite quake mappers <laughs> um yeah that shit is gonna slap like just let them do it and like the fact that i mean the fact that any game you have pick pick your favorite game everyone jacks off to skyrim Skyrim to this day has bugs in it that will fuck your entire game up. That I should mean, let you know how complicated game dev is on every level. Like there's yeah, no, like, unless you're making a Pac-Man clone and even that's probably its own level of difficulty. It's just, it's hard. Like this shit is not easy to do. CDPR, like so, every game they put out, it takes it, it takes at least a year after it comes out to be in a playable state. Like for most people. Right. You know, the Witcher three took a long time and it's still janky as fuck. And it still won't use your graphics card. And it's like, but it's still the best game ever. Like, despite all that. Yeah, it's, it's there, there seems to be some idea specifically within like my age range where we grew up on like the SNES and shit Mm -hmm. that like once upon a time games came out and they were perfect. No, they just stayed bad forever. They didn't. Yeah. Right. Also, you were a child, and so if something broke, you were like, that sucks, reset, or you laughed at it. Like, yeah. now, with a little bit more, like, know-how, also, it's, you know, it's a little bit more complicated than just resetting it and then going back, but 
specifically with like I understand why someone would be salty with a sixty dollar product that had like a million dollars worth of marketing hype behind it. I can understand a little bit of salt with that. I mean, don't pre-order. Obviously, people have been saying that for a fucking decade, but they do anyway. So you're kind of asking for your own shit. But when it comes to like an early access game, like there, it's right there in the concept. Like this game's not finished, and I agree. It is better for the game to be as close to feature complete as possible, but I personally, as a consumer, don't feel like that's what early access is. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the outrage, and I just it irritates the shit out of me from a consumer standpoint to go, yeah, I put it on that game too, and now they have to tell you every two weeks they're still working on it because you had some fucking idea in your head that it was going to go perfect forever, and it's like. That's not how this shit works. So just leave them alone. Like it's going to come out eventually. You just wait. That's yeah. how it works. And there's just, there's also the, uh, the timeline, you know, the, okay. So the landscape when, when wrath was first announced versus where it is now, like as far as the general interest in, in boomer shooters, it's very difficult to predict that. Like if a game takes you two or three years to make, like you're taking a gamble on what the market is going to be like two or three years from when you start it. And yeah. So I, I can, I can kind of get why people are a little bit on the, like they want it now. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't act like I don't order shit on Amazon prime or whatever. Like I want my shit now too. But. Right. A little, uh, a little empathy, a little human <laughs> understanding can go a long way. Yeah, and it's also a lot less complex for someone to send you some shit in two days. Not to say that it's not before anyone freaks out, but right. you're not like debugging fucking ancient code and then transferring it to another engine. That's not what's happening there. It's a supply chain system that has been in existence for fucking forever, and they're just doing it in a faster way. Like, it's not on the same level. Like, I don't have the same expectations with an Amazon Prime order because Amazon Prime's like two days. It's not what early access is. They're not like, yeah, it'll be out tomorrow. That's why I think Dave Oshry got, he's got that shit nailed. When's it coming out? Soon, trademark. <laughs> it'll be out sometime. But One I mean, day. fuck, even, uh, even Airdorf's getting that on faith. Like, people are like, is this project dead all the time? I'm like, Motherfucker posts screenshots of it constantly. What are you talking about? We get art also, every week on that. Like, I think Airdorf's like a master's degree student too. Like, it, it's not like this is his job. <laughs> like, he's actually I like out there now. Making, but yeah, I mean, he, he was like making a difference in the world, probably. While yeah. people are complaining about this game, but but you know it, that's the thing is that faith really doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would take a lot of time. Though it does, it totally does. But from the consumer standpoint, right. it's it's the simplest thing ever. It, but when that trilogy yeah, comes out, think- it's it's gonna rack up a lot of buff. <laughs> They're gonna make so much money, dude. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to buy that shit. I can't. I can't wait to see uh, Oshry pull up to Realms Deep on his yacht, park in the harbor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe he holds Realms Deep on his yacht. Oh my god. No, I feel like if Dave like sailed up to Realms Deep on a yacht, like the next day Fred would show up with a bigger yacht. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just like, go back and forth forever until they're old. Yeah. They're both poor. They're shooting cannons at each other. <laughs> <It's>, 
It's just fucking yeah. I can't wait to buy that shit. Form a raiding party. <laughs> okay. Oh, commandeer in this ship. I think like that'd be cool if we do like a, a theme every year. Because I was thinking like Realms Deep Nine needs to be Realms Deep Space Nine. So we do a space theme that year. But if we do a pirate theme, I'm totally down to have Oshri versus Fred shooting cannons at each other in the such fucking Such a fucking tricky. <laughs> it's such a fucking tricky. Man, I don't care. You know what? That but would be a cooler concept than fucking toilets, though. <laughs> I know, right? Like that, We literally went with toilets as the theme this year. Like uh, We can do anything we want now. Yeah, I was like, wait. So last year, it was like, some kind of weird, like fucking eldritch shit underneath the water. Yeah, this year's year year toilets. Still putting toilets in water or in games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that um, was that was uh, suggested that was something and voted on by the developers involved in Realm Steep. That that was not my decision. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was pretty funny, like especially because like oh every yeah, it's trailer, hilarious when every trailer had a toilet in it. I was I was literally like. Falling off like until we got to Egg Wife, and then Egg Wife is literally a toilet. It's like the whole game is a toilet. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, was you, wild. Did you cut out the part where I tell that guy his game is shit from the video? Somebody I'm pretty did. sure I left it in. It didn't air. I think oh, either Jahar it? somebody cut it. Probably Jahar. The fuck? Because because that interview How starts with me like this game is yeah. shit, and yeah, somebody cut it. I think. I could be misremembering. And I didn't I mean it. Didn't cut it, out. it. That game literally right. is shit. <laughs> it's, it's a, it, you yeah, shoot you said shit that. people out of your wiener. You're like, you like, I don't mean it looks bad. I think it looks good. It's just, it is shit. Like literally. <laughs> Fuck. And nothing wrong with that. That's what he's going for. That fucking game is meant to be like the most crass fucking sophomoric shit that you can think of and it's probably gonna work because it didn't look like a bad game i haven't played it but it didn't look like a bad game it looked pretty fucking cool actually <sighs> i'm getting kind of sleepy man i know i just woke up from a nap but it's like it's been three <laughs> hours since then right um where can uh where can people find uh keep up with your latest work right now what's going on point them to the right channels uh vince x steel on twitter and uh, you can find me on, I mean, I'm basically the editor, period, for uh, Real Professionals at this point. So go fucking listen to that. It's on Dread XP's channel. Or, Did you get to uh, do yeah, the- it's on Dread XP's channel now, actually. Wasn't Joey Jordan, not Joey Jordanson. Uh, Corey Taylor. The- Corey yes, Taylor was edit that. Yeah, yeah, that yep. was dope, man. That's very cool. Yeah, T- uh, it Ted was Beagle. wild, too, because that one- yeah, that wasn't even like a normal real professional episode. That was like something they were doing for a movie that Corey Taylor's in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jans hits me and he's like, hey, I got an emergency podcast for you. I was like, all right, I got you. And then I click on it and it's like Corey Taylor. I was like, uh, is this that Corey Taylor? He's like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. All right. That's when I knew I was working with real professionals at that point. I was like, we're soliciting fucking interviews from... Corey fucking Taylor like nah this is real yeah I'd be interested I mean it's none of my business but I'd really be interested to see what the download numbers on that kind of thing is because I bet it's I bet it's not nearly as much as you would think like probably not that's what sucks too 
Cause like my, my going back to the realms deep thing, my favorite part of realms deep is getting to fucking hear the interviews. It's like, yeah. you're doing it in real time. You're basically listening to a podcast while you're editing it. So it's yeah. like, I really like that part of it. Cause I end up coming away. Like I know somebody who has no fucking idea who I am most of the time. I mean, none of them beat a uh, Chuck from year one, but good luck with that <laughs> one. I kind of sure. want to recut that one and send it over and be like, here's a better version. <laughs> well, see what Chuck thinks. deserved better. What's the other podcast Jans is? Yeah, doing maybe now? I should. Tales of Dread or something like that. Oh yeah, he does a, a weekly thing on Dread Central's channel called Tales of Dread. Yeah, so there was really an episode of that too. in Happy's Humble Burger Farm, and yep. and I, I popped into the the Dread X channel the other day. I was like, "Hey, Cleveland!" I was listening to Pod People, and Jans is like, "Bro." You didn't listen to my podcast? I'm like, I listened to the one that was in Happy Summer Burger Farm. He's like, oh, that was before I took over. And I was like, well, fuck it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'll go listen to one now. <laughs> I, need to, I need to catch up on all that stuff. But yeah, man. I really appreciate yeah. you coming through at a pinch. The, this is due in one oh, minute, yeah. so it's going to be late. But <laughs> Hey, it's all good. Yeah, this is, uh, this is fun. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Hell yeah. All right. First of all, big thank you to Vince for coming on the show, especially in a pinch because I was kind of like, damn, bro, we got to get this shit out tomorrow. So I know this one's a little late, but you'll live. Uh, Speaking of you'll live, so you may have gathered from the conversation that I am kind of in between... uh, Homes, I guess. I'm, I'm crashing with my my family out here in Alabama right now. Before I head on across the ocean, um, as a result of that, my internet kind of sucks. So I'm not uploading stuff to YouTube. It like shut down my mom's TV <laughs> completely for hours and hours and hours the other day. It's not worth it. I apologize to those of you who usually listen on YouTube, but uh, of course, in the keep.com podcast page. You can find a way to listen that I'm sure you'll probably find more convenient than YouTube, I hope. Because YouTube is like, hey, if you don't listen on YouTube, you don't get ads. Haha. Yeah, see? That's the worst part. But <laughs> there's many other things about it that suck. Um, but, you know, we'll get back to that as soon as I have better internet. No big deal. I want to say, uh, first of all, the music you are listening to right now is by Vince Steele. <laughs> so he's, he's making a lot of progress, as you can tell. And I also want to say thanks to Amorpher for letting us use this uh, track earlier. I want to say thanks to all of our supporters. Shannon, Ben, Bridge, Anthony, Mike, Zan, Lord Revan, Fred, Brandy, Jack, Robert, Graceless Dragon, Red Eyes, Brad, Dots, Moose, Paul, Flambo, Igrax, Simon, and Amorpher. We love all of you. Amorpher, you got like multiple shoutouts today, so be happy. I love y'all. The Drowned God Cathal loves y'all. Until next time, stay in the keep.
Thank you.